just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. I'm Dom and I've seen 34 episodes of One Tree Hill. I'm Tammy and I've seen One Tree Hill eight times. And tonight's episode for debate is season two, episode 12, Between Order and Randomness. My half brother, my half brother, <laughs> keeping up with the Joneses. Danny Glover. I'm fooling myself. How you doing, Boozy? I'm fooling myself. I thought I smelled something. Oh, that's skank. And I think it's coming from you. She always backs down. Karen, grow a pet. Tell Lucas he's a little shit and stick with it. Now you're talking about you, Pooh. I need a doctor. I don't know. He'd be off somewhere battling, wearing a dress. When do you plan to start living? You know, like the person you've become, then do something about it because no one's going to do it for you. So, my friends, welcome to the High Flyers Club. Baby, <laughs> baby. This is for my mom. Ravens are free. Yeah. One, two, three. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 2, Episode 12, Between Order and Randomness. Dom, we are here, but guess what? We are not alone, because we are joined by the one the only patrons legend tammy is in the building tammy how are you hi i'm great thank you for having me thank you so much for joining us my pleasure thank you very much for joining us it's great to have you on well tammy before we go any further you have recorded an intro which you didn't know was going to be the episode that you're actually going to feature on so this is on our live watch along we were talking with the patrons after and it was actually your idea uh to do like a little brief synopsis at the start of each episode so that everyone knows you know what episode we're talking about because it can get a little bit jumbled especially on the patreon because we're watching an episode ahead and then the podcast comes out two episodes behind on the regular podcast platforms and then it's one ahead on the patreon so it all gets confusing so you said about how about a different patron comes on each week and has like a pre-recorded intro which you did and then it turned out that you were going to be on this episode but first how was that experience of recording a little intro (laughs) did you enjoy it it was kind of weird i think i recorded it maybe like 30 times before i finally (laughs) sent you one my roommates are probably like what is she doing in there (laughs) i love it it's like word perfect but also you've got like it was a really clear recording like was it just on your phone yeah it's really good in my in my closet (laughs) 
<laughs> really? I love that. Yeah. Well, without further ado, this is Tammy's introduction to this episode. Brooke recruits Felix and her new co-workers to take a stand against Crab Shack Carl and his crusty crab costumes. As Nathan comes clean about his past with Taylor the Scorpion, Haley continues to sneak around by emailing Chris and checking KellerInstinct.com every five seconds. Dan and Deb host Keith and Jules for dinner so Dan can taunt Jules and make jabs at Keith's love of Frosties. Lucas is finally convinced to take the HCM test to the relief of Karen! Keith proposes to Jules. What a slab of beef. So, Tammy, we need to find out some more things about you before we go any further with this. So, One Tree Hill, when was the first time you watched it? How did it enter your life? So I entered my life when I was in middle school. I heard about it from a friend and I started watching when it was on season four. And then I think like a year or two later, I went back and started it from the beginning. And then I watched it like as it was on TV um, <clears throat> from like season six to all the way to the end. And since then, I've seen it like seven more times. Pretty much like once a year since. And what is it about the show that like makes it so special to you? Like, why has it got so much replay value? Well, I think a lot of it is like the nostalgia for that time period. And just like, it kind of reminds me of where I was at in life during those times. And the characters too, you kind of just start to get attached to them and like, want to keep learning more about their story. And I really, I really like the main five characters. On every watch along, have you um, kind of learned something new? Or every watch that you do, not necessarily watch along, but every every time you've gone through your season, are you thinking, I found something new about this person, or I found something different, or I, I like this person now, you know, so on and so forth? Mm-hmm, for sure. And like the first couple of times I was Team Lucas, and now I'm Team Nathan for sure, as I've gotten older and wiser. <laughs> Uh, the the connection between me and the the fans of the show slash our podcast is quite it's very disjointed because everything comes through Simon, so I I, I <laughs> what well, it's it is it's it's true. So it's I true, I see yeah. words on a page or words on a on a screen you know that I get sent sometimes bits crossed out and stuff like that. So I kind of see names of people and I, not a lot comes from it sometimes and what's been fantastic is doing the watch alongs which i stupidly mentioned a minute ago but um uh, and actually putting one faces to names but also giving voices to those names and and actually i don't think we'd really had any any back and forth but between us it me and you i mean which you, that, that you might yeah. have had with simon but now now we do the mm-hmm. watch alongs and stuff we kind of have a bit of banter and stuff like that and it's it's actually great right. to now have that with you that that is kind of separate from having to receive it for a third party if that makes sense i agree we're friends now besties yeah we're gonna have a birthday party yeah. together a virtual birthday it's, party we're all a week apart you're a week from me and crazy simon's a week from you it's crazy i'm a little bit younger than you guys though probably a lot like younger <laughs> <laughs> i'll be 28 <laughs> oh that's a good age i will be 29 a... <laughs> yeah <laughs> four years ago yeah <laughs> we could probably pass for 30 <laughs> do you know it's, someone uh someone messaged in quite early into the podcast like before we'd sort of given some of our information out like so 
when Dom and I actually, when we did the Mighty Nineties originally, we recorded this first ever episode, which is locked in a vault. We've never released it because we were really mm-hmm. didn't know what we were doing. Well, it was fine. It was about nine hours long it, as well. <laughs> it, it was rigid, and that's long for us. It was rigid, but we did this whole introduction of, "Hey, I'm Simon, and this is what I do," and blah 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 blah. And Dom's, you know, this is what what I do, and we decided actually now we're just gonna start and we'll just drip feed bits about ourselves in as we go through you know yeah um mm-hmm. and so so anyway the point was is that some people we hadn't given our age out yet i don't think and uh someone messaged in and was just like oh i love you guys you really remind me of the in-betweeners i don't know if you know what that is but there's a show here no. in the uk and it's basically about teenage boys uh that just get into mischief and stuff they're kind of like american pie type situation oh okay so i think they thought we were like 18 19 years old. <laughs> well i'm a server and i have to say i would card you guys if you ordered alcohol from me <laughs> excellent we'll take that we'll take that also speaking of like when the first when i first found your podcast was in like november and I went on your page to like find pictures of you guys and you didn't have any up yet. So I had no idea what you looked like. So like for probably the first 10 episodes listening to it, I was like, oh, I wish I knew what they looked like. You... And finally you started posting pictures of yourselves. <laughs> Do you know that drives me insane? Like where, cause I listen to a lot of podcasts, like, you know, to other mm-hmm. podcasts, of course. Yeah. I don't just, li- <laughs> just listen to our podcast. Our podcast actually drive me <laughs> insane. By the time I finish editing it, I can't listen to it anymore. But, <laughs> but uh, And it drives me crazy when I don't know what they look like. Cause I like to visualize mm-hmm. the conversation um, right me too so i fully get that it's funny yeah. because i i'm the, the total opposite i genuinely it doesn't bother me what what they look well not that it bothers you guys what what we look like but i tend to not care what they look like so i, I listen to a, a <laughs> podcast fairly regularly the um that peter crouch podcast i know what peter crouch looks like i know what um chris stark looks like um because he's a deep radio dj but there's another guy on there called tom fordyce i have absolutely no idea what he looks like it really doesn't bother me i really not fast he could walk past me you're not even gonna look yeah, it up is he famous uh he's like a like quite a famous sports journalist um but i haven't so you could definitely find a picture oh, of almost him. certainly yeah <laughs> that would drive me crazy <laughs> it just doesn't bother me no just not, not fast at all strange what Tammy, when you saw when you saw what we did look like, if you didn't before you knew what our who was who, were you able to tell who was who? Um, well, I I knew who was who because you posted a picture of Dom first, I think. I can't remember what it was of. It was like you guys eating pizza or something. Yes. Oh, oh my and then there was or no, yeah, and then there was one of you like in that jacket. I think I don't know what, what podcast it was from, what movie you were doing, but Oh, the mighty so I ducks. think you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you said like who was who? I think. Tammy, let me ask you something real, real quick, right? In your mm-hmm. opinion, what's the number one One Tree Hill podcast that exists on the internet? We have a waiting room. Remember? I know you do, and even if you didn't have a waiting room, I would definitely say Ravens Podcast, number one podcast ever. Well, Tammy, I, I've. I thought you was going to say that. And because you said yeah. that, I have a treat for you. And now, okay. Dom, who runs things here? Uh, the Colonel. <laughs> and who is the Colonel? You are the Colonel. <sighs> 
Well, I'm glad that you know that because oh, no. I have organized a surprise that Dom doesn't even know about. What have you done? Dom doesn't know. Tammy, you don't know. But in three minutes, we're going to be joined on this podcast by a cast member from this episode that we're going to cover. <laughs> and we're going to talk to him what? for about 15, 20 minutes just to find out their experience Ooh. with it. <laughs> and yeah, so let me tell you the story. So wait, seriously? What? Yeah, seriously. Who? Yeah, I'll tell. Let me tell the story. Let's settle in. <laughs> okay. Colonel's here. Okay, so I was up at half five this morning. Okay, baby duties. I I, I walked four thousand steps. I used the thing on my phone round the living room to get him back to sleep. He goes back to sleep. He's just milking this, Dom. He's just keeping us. Well, I think we're marking time a little bit here. <laughs> I've got to wait till he or she is in the waiting room. Oh, he almost said she. It's a girl. Well, so I put put One Tree Hill on, okay, with the headphones. He's asleep now. So I'm I'm watching. And I saw someone. I was like, God, she. It's a she. It's like, she looks so familiar. Where do I know her from? Go on to IMDb. I know it. Don't know, don't know. And so then I thought, I'm just going to look this person up on Instagram and see, and I'm just going to invite them on the podcast like today and just see if that's even possible. Anyway, uh, about five hours later, because of time difference, she messaged me back and we had some back and forth and she was like, yeah, she'd love to come on. So I said, I said, they've got, it'll be me, Dom, Tammy. And I said, you know, one of our listeners and said, just come on. We'll just chat for like 15, 20 minutes about your experience. Right. Well, Dom, 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 unfortunately, is so psychic with this stuff. He says he knows. I reckon he probably does. (laughs) I'm going to ignore him. I'm going to come to you. Tammy, who do you think it is? Um, Is it Marla? From the Crab Shack? Yeah. Is is that the crab that um, Brooks like? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Dom, who do you think it is? It, it was, I was going to say exactly the same, but it, it's between her uh, and potentially uh, Taylor, but I, I thought it was the, the Crab Shack girl. Well, I'm going to let her in right now. <gasps> but we need to know names. <laughs> Let's leave it to me. I'm the Colonel. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Abby, I'm I'm Simon. I'm the guy that was messaging you earlier. Hi, Simon. Hi. Somewhere I don't know where they are on your screen, but my friend Dom, my is the, my co-host. Hello, Dom. <laughs> Hello, Dom. Nice to meet you. And then Tammy is our uh, patron listener friend. Super fan. <laughs> Yay! Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you, Tammy. You too. Oh. Thank you so much for your for for your time and for coming on. So I literally just made it a surprise, telling Dom and Tammy, and uh, and here here you are, a wonderful surprise to our podcast. And of course, you played Marla from the Crab Shack. I did, I did. Thank you for remembering her name. She <laughs> she had a name. It's very important that we remember that she had a name. She'd be referred to as the Crab Lady, and yeah, Marla. That's right. Because I'm in North Carolina. And Tammy, where are you? I'm in Minnesota, but I'm actually coming to North Carolina tomorrow. Oh, great. I mean, I won't see you, but have a good time. (laughs) (laughs) But we're setting up coffee dates. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. right. (laughs) 
Wow, that's a big glass of wine. <laughs> I love it. Because I'm choking on it. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. I'm a I'm a mom. And uh, you know, this is this is my wine time. You know, <laughs> sad. That's right. That's right. Are you that's a clothing right. designer as well? No, I just love stuff. Fashion. Fashion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love all things about that's being a girl dress. as long as I can get dirty while I'm doing it. Um, thank you. Yeah, I'm a big consign thrift fan and I, I I love that thing so I think anything that you're seeing has come from that that one yeah that's from Goodwill the bust nice. and, the, and the dress I don't know I was going to talk about that on there on here <laughs> <laughs> we talk about it all here what so Abby how did it begin for you so did like how did you get into acting and then how did you end up in One Tree Hill um <clears throat> excuse me still choking on my wine <laughs> I, um, well, I always wanted to be an actor. I went to school for it. Uh, I majored in theater in college at UNCW, just right around the corner from where One Tree Hill was being filmed. Um, I did it in junior high and high school. I was just, I, I always loved it. So it was never a question that that's what I wanted to do. Um, it wasn't until I decided that I am now ready to be a mom that I completely put that aside and focused on on transitioning into to parenthood um but going to college uncw being a theater major it's just like what you all you, you inspired to do is you know before winter hill it was dawson's creek um and i was actually i was a fan of the show and i also worked in a restaurant where the um the cast would frequent so i got to actually know them on a personal level before I was cast, uh, which was, which was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, just, I was involved with the casting directors there in town and had auditions here and there. And then just this part came, came along and I, I guess they liked what I brought to the table in the audition room. And, and so you go in, you're, you're now dressed as a crab. <laughs> well, <laughs> Funny enough, I did not have to dress as a crab. I think I got to use their imagination as to what this would look like in a in a crab suit. No. Um, what's interesting is that I, the part I think must have been written for someone younger. I mean, you know, they're high school kids, and I think maybe the it was going to be a fellow aged high school uh, woman uh, in a crab suit. Um, and then I guess I delivered more of a mature delivery with the lines. And when I got the script, they had added lines in there about her having a daughter that was not part of the original casting. And I guess I just read older and they thought, well, we like her enough. She's just not as young as we thought, but we'll, we'll keep her around. I'm, I'm really pleased you mentioned that because um, but, so I'm I'm brand new to One Tree Hill. The, the kind of the premise of the podcast That's is that I hear. I'm trying to not... <laughs> Don't give away spoilers. <laughs> is that I've? I, yeah, no, I know, I know. I'm working hard. I've never, I've never seen it. So Simon kind of guides me through it, and we have um, like fans of the show and uh, as many cast members and people that were in the show as possible. Uh, and then if I'm about to be spoiled, I remove my headphones. Um, but when I was watching the episode, I thought she seems really young to to have a kid. I can't, I couldn't quite necessarily place your age bracket. I wasn't sure if it was like a yeah. Karen situation and, and you had a kid really young or uh, I couldn't work it out because I at, at first when Brooke turns around and she starts talking to Marla I thought same age 
Uh, so I thought you had natural well, part, thank of the, you. part of the school. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that. I, I, it must have been in the way that I delivered the lines that they got some sense of maturity that led them to, I don't, I, I never talked to them about why. I just know that, I mean, I personally felt really cool when I got the script that they added lines because, you know, as your young actor, first thought, it's like, oh, I've got more things to say. Mm. And then second of all, it felt like, oh, that's cool. I must have done something in the room that they thought was, I don't know, interesting enough to then weave into what their job is. So I didn't ask any more questions than, than that. But Us. but yeah, I, I, I never quite discovered, I never quite figured out exactly how old Marla was. But I think that she was probably on the younger side to be to be a to be a mom. I think so. Young mom. <laughs> Young mom. Well, that's, right. that's right. You get to do your your scenes with uh, with Sophia Bush, and um, you had really yeah. great um, chemistry. Like it was really good. Like it felt like this could be going Thank somewhere. You, you know, um, spoilers, Don. But unfortunately, this was the one time we see Marla. <sighs> Like, were, were you hoping for a continuation? Because it felt like they, that could have sure. been a thing. Sure. And I and I think there, I, I think there could have been, but I also think that they had a lot of other more important storylines they wanted to tell. I mean, of course, I would have loved it, and I would have signed on for more episodes in a hot second. But I'm sure it just was something that they had other things to to focus on storylines and all the different characters that they had to had to write for but it's you know bringing up <laughs> Sophia she was such a <laughs> force on set i actually learned a lot from her that i still retain the things that she said on set now and i'll i'll repeat them to people if we're talking about women in business or just about sophia in in specific but she one thing in particular the and maybe you can help me out with the exact line and what she says some jerk poured a soda down my hole is that what she says yeah yeah is that right okay yep that's right so the original written line was some jerk poured a coke down my hole and we're on set hair makeup's done we're about to go and she goes wait, we can't do this. We're sponsored by Pepsi. We'll get sued. This line should be changed. And they changed the line on the spot. Nobody picked that up except for (laughs) Sophia. She was so is so smart. And I, I, like, I will never forget that, that she was so smart to think about something other than her specific job, which is, could be just to look pretty and say lines. And that was a really cool, cool thing to witness. That's awesome. That I, firstly, I didn't know that they were sponsored by Pepsi. I need to look out for that now. <laughs> I mean, unless I got them confused by the the Coke and the Pepsi, but I'm pretty sure that the line was Coke, yeah, and uh, and she had to had it changed. She did that, and there's one part where she refers to me as Mars instead of Marla, and that wasn't written in, and she just did it in one take. And the director Bethany Rooney stopped her, didn't stop her after the after the the take she said mars why are you saying mars and sophia without a beat said look if i'm really good friends with this girl her name is marla brooke would shorten Mm -hmm. that she's not gonna just call her marla all the time and it was just one of those quick things that she just did in the moment it was very inspiring wow 
she can... I actually noticed cool. that and thought that was a really good touch, actually. Where I thought that was quite nice, like it gave that rapport. Sorry, Dom, what was you going to say? No, it's, it's good that she sort of builds on those sorts of things as a as an actor and just in general as someone who's she's very obviously very clued up isn't she yes and and now you know knowing and she was you know that was i'm not gonna age myself that was 20 something (laughs) years ago i guess and you know look at her now you know sophia bush for president is all i'm saying but she has always as long as i've known her has been that smart and it's really cool to see where she's gone now and knowing that she has always had that in her so that's that's awesome i mean so how you you said you were a fan of the show like without giving anything away to dom obviously so you've seen the show all of the way through i have all the way through nothing happens dom <laughs> really boring just stop now so boring we've, we've yeah, seen marla yeah, so the best, i'm the best, the best part guy, of it yeah the best has happened <laughs> that's right that's right um no my husband uh was on the first season still married to him he's around the corner he watch out he played now it was first season so it's not a spoiler alert dom he played messenger who delivers divorce papers to barbara allen wood deb uh uh, to deb in the cafe i want to say that he had one line and he i think he's his line is package for deborah scott but that is if you go back and look at that episode that's 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 my husband excellent sounds like he needs a podcast invite to me (laughs) (laughs) i told him about this this morning he said they didn't ask me we had uh narion on who's uh he played one of the ravens and he had no lines um but he was in like five seasons but he was like just constantly you know in the background or um he was a basketball player yeah one of the basketball players yeah Yeah. and it was so interesting i think the thing is is um ourselves and our listeners are just so interested in like the things that you've said there you know about sophia bush and being on set it's so interesting i truly learned can say that i learned a lot about just being a a strong woman and um speaking your mind and even if you you've been told maybe your box is here like being okay to step outside of that and she was so good at that so so yeah now now you know she made some changes there well tell us about what you're doing now because apart from the fact you've got a very great mic set up you sound very clear but that's because (laughs) you have you have your own podcast tell us about that do i do it's actually pretty new um it's called b-sides and um it's sort of a, a a fun take on the 45 records where the b-side would be the lesser known track and i took that and i applied that to to people and where i want to know your b-side as opposed to your a-side i don't want to know the hit that you're playing every day that that you've rehearsed and scanned i want to know what's underneath and what you are inspired to be talking about and so it's that and it's very new and i'm i'm really really enjoying it um but it's yeah it's on you know everywhere you can find your podcast you can you can find it b-sides We'll, we'll put the link to that in the podcast description. Oh, that, that's <laughs> sweet. Thank you. That, that, sound, that sounds excellent. Yeah, I'll definitely be checking that one out. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, why would I not? Yeah. But the the being shooting a show like One Tree Hill in a fairly small town like Wilmington, a lot of people 
you know, it, it was an actor town, it is an actor town, but a lot of us were friends before and then, you know, got cast in the show and are still friends now, just in the periphery of who has been on the show. Um, I don't know if you know Cullen Moss is, but he's, um, we, we, he was in, he did improv comedy at the same theater that my husband did improv comedy in and, um, you know, and he's obviously done, done really well for himself, but it was like a Wilmington, whenever their show, a show came to Wilmington, it was always, it was like a little bit of a family. You'd see people out at different restaurants or, or on the street. And it was, it was a very cool camaraderie type of vibe. And it feels that way as well. Like it feels like, cool. uh, it feels like its own little Island of, uh, you know, one tree Hill. So Dom and I are planning on going, from the UK out to Wilmington in 2025 because that's when our podcast will be finished and wow. uh, to celebrate. So that's but, cool. I grew should... up there, so cool. <laughs> well, I was going to say to the to the conventions, the FWB, they need there needs to be a Marler appearance at one of the conventions. I'm calling it now. Oh well, well, all right. We'll see. We'll see what happens. This is this is fun. I'm very happy for Marla getting getting some some time right now. Good for her, man. Good for her. It's she had a rough time. time, young mom. I know. Well, well Mars, go get it. Let's talk. Let's talk about her backstory. We we have the right to to create the backstory mm-hmm. here because we're continuing. You know, the One Tree Hill journey. We are basically the creators now. So, how totally. how what what do you think? How, what happened to her? Where did she come from? Did she grow up in One Tree Hill? Did she come from a different state? <laughs> did she have a loving family at home? Was it dysfunctional? Like, where did where did Marla come from? <laughs> Oh, so deep. Marla really, really, she came from, she had, she did not have a father. So she had some daddy issues and she hopped on the train to the first boy that gave her a a wink. And then, whoops, we got a baby on our hands. She had to put herself through school wearing crab suits. So sweaty in there. (laughs) Kids are so mean. And, and then that boy went and left her. And so she's just a single mom doing the crab business. And then she finally, finally finds love. And then they move to Burgall. Anybody who is from North Carolina knows that Burgall is not a step up from Wilmington. It's a little, sorry, Burgall. (laughs) But she's very happy. Okay. So it it worked out in the end, but she had to go through a few crab suits and you know we all we've all had crab suit moments it makes sense right i I can't help but hope that she's continued the tradition and just stayed in in mascot suits somewhere and has become like (laughs) is it the panthers like the panthers mascot oh yeah the carolina panthers have i made that up yeah it's the carolina panthers okay cool all right Mm -hmm. yeah my uh yeah oh that's funny to think american football knowledge isn't (laughs) great but (laughs) that's okay i mean i don't want to talk about it either so it's okay (laughs) but she's she's like the head mascot for them that's what i'd love her to be that's funny about the costumes we had to wear a complete um head-to-toe zip-up red onesie like to the from ankles to the top and then put on the crab suit underneath uh and so you know waiting on my time on set i was just in the red onesie part it's not the best look um but you know it paid the bills so 
<laughs> well, we always ask this question. Um, okay. I assume not, but did you get to keep anything? Like any mementos or props or anything? Or take. Mm, let's see. <laughs> well, besides all the nuggets of knowledge from Sophia Bush, future of president of the United States. Um, uh, let's see. No, but I did get my hair cut. They cut my hair while um, I was in the makeup chair because she just felt like it needed a, uh, a, little, a little cut. Um, I don't think I took anything or got to keep anything. I think I was just so happy to be there. Um, no, it's a good question, though. It'd be, it'd be funny if I was like, the suit. <laughs> I was going to ask about the haircut, if that was your haircut or they did that, because I was wondering if they did that to make you look more like a mom. So what's so fu- I I've always cut my own hair. So that was actually me cutting my hair. However, it was crooked in the back and I didn't know that. And so they had to fix it in the back. But I also I wore it in a different way. And the way they wanted it to be done was the heavy side part to the side. But the way I cut my own hair was to be just the way that I wanted to style it. And it was just kind of floofy. And then their drastic part exposed a whole lot of backstory in the back and they had to trim that up um but the they styled my hair a lot different than I did and I guess that probably added to you know shorter hair sometimes tends to make people look older and yeah yeah, the way they did it I think so yeah that's a good question well so besides the podcast you also do um do some some writing and and things with with food is that right yeah so the podcast being very very new and, and little baby. Uh, prior to that, I have been working in, I've been a recipe developer and a food writer for a long time, for several years. Um, I've done spots on TV with f- food and wine and things like that. And um, I did catering when my kids were really small because they could be with me in the kitchen. And then that just progressed into recipe development and uh, selling certain photos of recipes that I've made um, to different brands who've asked me to use their products and certain recipes, just things like that. And, and then the pandemic hit and I felt like that wasn't a very important story to tell. And so I took a long pause and then um, just recently came back out into the world with the podcast being something that I'm focusing a little bit more on now than, than the other. I just felt like we didn't need a, a white girl selling a biscuit during that time last year. I just don't think anybody cared. It's not my place. <laughs> Excellent. Well, well, I will. We'll, like I said, the links uh, to the podcast will be in the podcast description. So, listeners, support Abby. Support support Marla. To, not that you are Marla, oh, but you know, let's let's get the Marla spirit. love out there. Exactly to to totally. to the B side podcast. You've got three <laughs> new subscribers here, anyway, to the podcast. Oh, so, uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, That's sweet. Very sweet. And thank you so so much for your time. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, to get to speak with you. So uh, yeah, thank you so much. Ditto. Ditto. Oh, thanks, you guys. It was, my, it was my honor. Thank you so much for asking. It was nice to meet all of you. Yes. Maybe we'll bump into each other. And, well, you're coming to North Carolina. I can't promise mm-hmm. that. But from afar, I will, I'm going to wish sure. you well. And if you come back and things are, things are more normal out there, <laughs> then maybe. Oh, thank you so much. It's been great to talk to you and great to meet you. Thanks, Dom. Thanks, Simon. Kind thanks for your time. Amy. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so much. Have a nice rest of your day. Thank you. That was insane. What a great little surprise. Thank you so much. That was awesome.
Is that cover off Marla? <laughs> oh, Simon. <laughs> Only you, Simon. Seriously, you never cease to amaze me. This this guy doesn't give up. I was going to go this guy's up, but it's a bit North London. So this guy doesn't. He doesn't give up. He honestly is the most dedicated, committed. I'm going to say pushy person I've ever met. So um, it's unbelievable, honestly. That's so sweet. And Dom, that's a lot, saying a lot coming from you because you're not usually that nice to him. No, no, not normally. Not, not, uh, <laughs> we'll call it this public. So not in public. I'm not, no. <laughs> that's so funny. Do you know, because do you know what, Tammy? He is so nice to me in private. <laughs> so nice. Good. Like when he said that, it's like, yeah, he says stuff, nice stuff like this all Does the time. He... I say, I I say it to he him know, all the does, time. Does he know your love language? <laughs> well, no, I don't think he does because on this podcast, I'm always I, I'm nice to him on the podcast, aren't I? Um, yeah. <laughs> what? Very. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> You're lucky I have no control. <laughs> but is Wait. is your love language words of affirmation, Simon? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think Dom's is whatever the like body language one is or he likes to be held physical think, touch maybe. that's yeah. mine too i like to be held did you okay. say i think you do oh, yeah okay. cradled um by by you <laughs> i think you want me to i mean but i'll only do it if you call me what <laughs> say it who am i <laughs> i actually haven't seen sorry you tammy you had physically for ages on my driveway. Was it January? That was the last time. Yeah, maybe. Have January. you seen his child yet? Uh, it was at that on the when I went to pick up the bag from Paul Johansson, wasn't it? After he sent jewelry. After he sent you that jacket. Pick up jewelry. Because after he sent you that jacket, I, I popped round to see you, and I, I saw little baby Simon at the door very, very briefly. But it was freezing. And Simon, I've w- I wanted to ask you, and you can cut this part out if you don't want to, but. How has your baby been? Like, has he been sleeping well? Like, I don't have any kids, but my sister has a baby, and he does not sleep at night. Like, well, he does now, but for the first, like, year, he did not. And she was like, how? How do I do this? Like, she was, like, not surviving. (laughs) It's, yeah, it's actually, it's a bit rough at the moment. Uh, He's gone into this, um, apparently it's this, like, four-week section between, like, three months and four months where... He, like, wakes every couple of hours. But my wife and I have this, like, agreement where she does that. She does when he wakes up in the night because mm-hmm. he generally probably needs feeding, things that yeah. I, can't, I can't help with. But then yeah. I take him from, like, six in the morning. I take him downstairs so then she can sleep for the and rest of the, the morning. And watch The Simpsons. And watch The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to walk around to get him to sleep. Like, yeah. I literally have to just pace around. Yeah. And then and does then... he wake up if you sit down? <laughs> well, I like have to very gently and then put the headphones yeah. in. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm on a Simpsons rewatch at the moment. And it's so good, The Simpsons. Tammy, never did you... seen it. Just watch the first eight seasons and never watch it. Wasn't allowed. Well, now's the time. It's on yeah. Disney Plus, I think. Do you have Disney Plus? That's the only one I don't have. What are we going to do about this? I'm going to send you the DVDs. <laughs> it'll be on all. Just it'll be on all four, wouldn't it? You can probably get that in America. <laughs> I don't think so. I must be able to. It's online. It's it's free. It's everything's advertised, isn't it? It's got adverts that play halfway through. Oh yeah, maybe, so. maybe. 
know. We'll send you everything. <laughs> well, Tammy, can we get back to you? Because we were rudely yes. interrupted by Marla. God. <laughs> Damn it. Well, firstly, no, was... you were you wasn't expecting that, right? Nice little. No, perk. that was awesome. Thank you for choosing it to be my week. I mean, I know you didn't choose it because it's the episode she's in, but <laughs> still. Okay. I I, li- I literally was messaging her like ten hours ago and was just like, yeah, she was she was really cool. She was she was like, I think she was like honored to be asked because I think mm-hmm. people at that are in the episodes at those kind of levels they don't ever get asked to do right. any of this stuff. And right. actually, like what she said, there's loads of really interesting information. Um, like uh, the the Narion episode, you know the Ravens guy. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite interviews because he told me, me too. St- all of us so much stuff that we didn't know mm-hmm. or I didn't know anyway. Yeah. So yeah. And he's go. one of the guys that I've always noticed. Like in every rewatch, I'm always like, who? And I've looked him up so many times, could never find him. So when he said on the podcast that like he was never, um, they didn't put his name in it or something. Mm. I was like, well, that explains it. Like, like I have no idea how you found him. I had found him before we'd even started the podcast because I was but trying how? to buy his jersey, but he didn't have it. Um, I found it through through IMDb, but I just if you if you go through the cast list, there's like it's about not eight... there. I looked through all nine hundred. They might have taken it down yeah. since, then. <laughs> or I just missed it. But wow, I looked through every single name. Oh, there was some at the bottom, right? So there's all 900, and there's some people it says that are in one episode. But like him, yep. he was in five seasons, so it wasn't like one. But uh, maybe he got one where he had one line or whatever. But he, yeah. there are some that aren't credited as being Ravens, right. even though right. they're... So it's credited as just like, I don't know, Guy 1 or something. Oh, I would okay. go through each one and like copy and paste it, put it into Instagram, and then try and like oh. see if I recognize them. Yeah. So you worked level. even harder than I did. Well, I was trying to get something out of it, though, because I wanted to buy his jersey off of him. So I can't say yeah. there was motive there. <laughs> but, right. But I'm an obsessive person. Like, uh, I literally, I have OCD. I can so tell. If, if I want something, then I, <laughs> I can't stop. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure it usually works out for the best, but sometimes it could probably be a negative, right? Especially if you don't get it. Well, like, we know Wayne hates you. <laughs> the, the guy giving us the uh, We're making the jerseys. some enemies. Yeah. <laughs> so, what? It's all been. It used to be focused and harnessed into my work, but since the podcast, I've just mm-hmm. been focusing it on One Tree Hill stuff. So it's um, yeah, it's all fun. I actually have some stuff I can't show right now, but um, I got the. Did, uh, did I tell you? I did I tell people? I'm not sure. I got. I did tell you. Oh, I showed. I showed you on the live watch along. I got the posters from the set designer. Yeah. I've mm-hmm. like framed them and I just I put them on the wall and uh, I'm really happy with them. It's actually one of my favorite things because there he he wouldn't take money for it. Like I was trying to give him money. I was trying to pay for the shipping. I was trying to pay for whatever, and he wouldn't. He's like he wanted it to be a gift. I think so. Um, wow yeah that's kind of like it's crazy dom you can see these in like three years (laughs) (laughs) but you know what i think people just like appreciate how much you appreciate it 
they're like they want someone to have it who like really appreciates it you know well i have a friend that does a lot of prop collecting and stuff as well and he has a motto that you have to pay it forward um so with that in mind i have decided that i've got so one of i have one of I have two gym bags that are from the show. One's my high flyers one, which I'll be buried in. Like, as in I'll be cremated and then put in the bag and then buried in the bag. So I, that one. I'll, yes, I'll, I'll make sure. Hey, I know, I'll make I know sure I'm a cremator. <laughs> I know a cremator. I can give you a discount. <laughs> okay. Just once you put my ashes in the bag, if you could just give my ba- that bag to my wife, she can decide what she wants to do with it. She might want to clean the bag and use it. It's a good bag. <laughs> it's waste. a useful bag. But the other one I've got is also from the show, um, and it's from a later season. So, Dom, you've seen it. It's a Chiefs uh, bag, and uh, they only use six in the show. They only use six, and they're all on screen. It's a one in six chance that it's actually... Cover your ears for a sec. Oh, and it doesn't matter. You're f- it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, he's taken but that. They- it's Nathan's bag. Yeah. They could have shot the scene six times and he used it each one, you know? He I'm sure have. that's what they did. <laughs> well, even if not, you know, all six of them, there's a shot with all six of them on, on screen. Yeah. So it's definitely been on screen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it away to a Patreon member um as part of a giveaway i will ship Mm. it anywhere in the world for free it's out there but it's gonna be it's gonna be uh like a competition for it because (laughs) we want reviews we demand reviews so i had this idea that we'd do a competition okay if if someone can get us 20 reviews 20 and they're screenshotted right that that they've like gone different people's phones screenshotted with with a couple words in they can have any t-shirt for free sent to them from our merch store and to harney's working we've got we've got new t-shirt designs bobble and squint we've got <laughs> half brother colonel karen's hands like all kinds <laughs> of uh <laughs> All kinds of t-shirt designs that are going to come. Tahani's only hearing about some of this for the first time right now when she's listening to this episode of the podcast, but I'm sure she's fine. (laughs) If you do 30 reviews, 30, we will send you a hoodie. Wait a minute. For free. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. So 20 was (laughs) was the lower end of the spectrum. 20 was the lower end of the spectrum. I thought 20 would be like, if you do 20, you get £1,000. Well, I start, I, 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 hang on, I misspoke. Because we're going to put this together as like a proper video, you know, like a one-minute thing mm-hmm. that like explains it all rapid, quick, yeah. fire. But I'm, I'm saying if you do 10, you get a sticker of one of these designs sent to you anywhere in the world, free shipping. You do 20, <laughs> you get a T-shirt, Okay. <laughs> For free, sent to you anywhere in the world, shipping. <laughs> if you do thirty, you get wait. A if you do, t- if you do twenty, do you get a sticker and a t-shirt? I knew you was going to ask that, Tony. <laughs> Fine print. It's ten gets you a sticker. If you want, if you want the the t-shirt, that's another twenty. Oh. So you could stop at eleven. If you stop at eleven, you do nine more, and you can get the t-shirt, or stop there, and you get the sticker. Okay. Wait, one question though that 
how are they going to prove that they're the ones who got the review? Well, so they have to, well, so say, say you got one of your friends to do it, right? Then ask that friend to screenshot it and send it to you. And then you send me like 30 different screenshots. Then I, I trust you that they're your screenshots. I'll pay you. I was going to say, someone could just go on the podcast and screenshot a bunch of them. I oh, know, because I know all of those ones, because we have them in chronological... We use a website called Chartable, and it shows oh, when okay. they're in, so we know what dates they're in, and we know... Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But wait, 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 there's more, right? So Honor ten, system. You, yeah, yeah, and we trust people. At 10, mm-hmm. you get a sticker. 20, you get a t-shirt. 30, you get a hoodie. Now, here it is. If you want to get this Nathan bag, the gym bag, the, the Chiefs bag... Not only was it used, you know, on set, it was also used by me in the basketball season <laughs> before last. I personally feel like that's better than it being on One Tree Hill. I used it. I had an off game using the High Flyers bag. I switched to the Chiefs bag. We still lost the game, but I had a personal best that game. So, you know, the the bag does wonders. If you want that bag, you it's whoever gets the most. It's whoever has the... I've lost Tammy. Dom, your face right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just have no idea what's going on. I'm just letting this flow happen. And I'm sure Simon... I know, I keep interrupting. Simon will message me My tomorrow and be like, okay, so this is going to be the competition. And I'll be like, okay, let's let's go through this logically and sort out yeah what the bollocks we're actually going to put out there <laughs> you don't run things here you do what i say who 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 took your ball gag out and who uncuffed you <laughs> you ever speak up to me again oh dear. my god who uncuffed you <laughs> who was it the dolphin the dolphin did it Right. Was so, this the sort okay. of thing, Tammy, you were worried, worried about people hearing? <laughs> well, I didn't say it. So. <laughs> Silence is compliance. We say this on every episode. <laughs> How dare you speak to him like that, Simon? Apologize now. Sorry, Dominic. How old are you? Come on. 29. You don't really get cuffed. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. The final bit, right? Yeah, is whoever mm-hmm. gets the whoever does the most gets the most reviews will win the bag. So mm. it's not even random. It's just whoever does the most. But it's a minimum of forty. I'm not giving that bag away for less than forty. And and the reason why as well. Why do we want the reviews? Because we want to be number one, and we don't care how we get there. <laughs> we don't care how we get there. Right now, you're number five. What I've realized is we have to put these out so quickly that mm-hmm. it's kind of more like... It is podcast, obviously, but it's more like radio. Like, we just go, have to go yeah. quick. Like, right. it's more like, you know, we're not we're not worried about editing stuff. Like, we'll edit things no. out if, like, you know, we've um, made a mistake on something we've said, like, you know, to do with the show or we've said mm-hmm. the wrong names or something. But I think yeah. people like to hear just an actual conversation. Yeah, it's forced. raw and it's real. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. But yeah, and plus they're like three and a half hour long episodes. Like that's a lot of editing if you're going to sit there and, you know. We should do a, we should do a radio show. We call it Tree Hill Tunes. And all, we, all we'd need to do <laughs> is just take that's the good. songs from every every episode and go yeah, yeah we're gonna listen to this now and just put on whatever mm-hmm. whatever was on in any episode 
And then have people like guess, call in and guess the scene that it was playing during. Yeah, Ooh. we've got nine years worth of radio show right, <laughs> right there. Yep. <laughs> well, Tammy, you said that we're fifth. That really bothers me. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't understand how when we're. I'm gonna so look again and best. see if it's different now. Looks, this was look, um, during the watch along last week. Looks like so Marine's not been that. working hard enough. At all. Where are my at since you said that, that just striked a memory that I wanted to tell you guys. You might not be open to it, but here's a suggestion. Yeah, you're still number five. Uh, it's okay, though. It'll, it'll... You guys should make a TikTok account. Oh. Do you know how many One Tree Hill TikToks I see when I'm just scrolling through my For You page? And I'll comment on there and be like, ooh, you guys should follow the Ravens podcast. You've probably gotten followers that way. But yeah, there's a lot of millennials on tiktok that are <laughs> obsessed with one tree hill and i know you guys don't like tiktok or i think you said in one episode like that you don't have it but that's my suggestion that's the hottest um social media right now you could do like either like i don't know clips from the podcast like the one you did with paul or you could even just do like clips from your favorite scenes from your favorite episodes and then we could reenact put in the caption like there's actually a tiktok account that reenacts one tree hill scenes i would quite happily dress up as a crab (laughs) (laughs) and it's our star sign this is our star sign it's our episode yeah yeah that's right Tammy, it sounds like to me that you want to be part of the Ravens team and you want to I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> we respect it. Okay, well, listeners, we need a TikTok because we, fifth is is just... Dom, what is it? Unacceptable. It's, there he is. Yeah, it's horrendous. Absolutely shocking. Do you know, we've had... we like I feel like we've done... I mean, obviously biggest fan of our own work of course we are we're supposed to be but we've had people on and done things that no other one tree hill podcast has ever done john Mm -hmm. nordstrom the composer that's got to be the most slept on episode of our podcast ever 100 percent. narion didn't fucking exist then you managed to find him so being fifth is bollocks i'm out of here speaking of john nordstrom and like I was in an Uber the other night and I told the Uber driver to listen to his SoundCloud. Like, I would have never known about it without your episode. And now there's random people out there listening to John Nordstrom's SoundCloud. You're welcome, John Nordstrom. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know John Nordstrom? John is on our Patreon. Really? He's a member, yeah. Nice. uh, yeah, John, we 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 appreciate your support. You're the man, and that episode mm-hmm. is so slept on. Like I, yeah, I, it's important that people know that we're not being competitive to Tree Hill Talk, and we're not being competitive to River Court. We but we love both of those podcasts, but we're current and we're we're here right now. So it's like it's it's our time to shine. We're happy mm-hmm. to be fifth when we've been when we're not doing this anymore. But right now, we feel like we should be number one because we're doing this and we're the only run tree hill podcast that would have done it one episode at a time for the whole run because a lot of these other podcasts on now you don't even know this i used to do two episodes in 45 minutes 
45 minute episodes and they do two episodes like episode season five episode three and four in 45 minutes i mean we've been talking for an hour and 15 and haven't even got to the episode so <laughs> i mean they'd be you guys like, like what time is it there now it's, 11 it's o'clock quarter to 11 yeah <laughs> but dom you understand that that we should be number one right oh, absolutely it's not it's just not even a question it's not even a You'll get there. Second thought, is it? You want it and you want it now. You've got to have patience. <laughs> You'll get there. Simon's com- competitive spirit and soul. Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk. Well, hang on. We didn't quite finish with you. Tammy, what was your favorite season and who's your favorite character? So, like almost everybody, my favorite seasons are tied between three and four. And my favorite character is Brooke Davis. Was it always Brooke from the beginning? Well, um, you'll remember that I started the show in season four. Mm -hmm. And so that might have something to do with it. Um, But I also really like, I mean, I like all the main five casts. I, I would say I like, Brooke and Nathan's character development. Um, And then as far as Peyton and Lucas, um, I'll just say, I think that they deserve each other. And (laughs) I... There was an eye roll. (laughs) Peyton and Lucas. (laughs) But I'm not a Peyton hater. Like, I definitely can appreciate, like, I really like her love of music and art. And I think that it's good that she's, you know, not afraid to be herself. And I like that part of her. And one other thing that I wanted to get your opinion on, Dom, is so in season one, Lucas and Peyton like have a thing or whatever. And then Peyton decides she doesn't want to be with him. And then like literally an episode later, Brooke goes after Lucas. Like that seems a little fast. Do you not think like, do you think Brooke was in the wrong or not to go after Lucas right after Peyton was with him? Well, she's very, uh, vocal on her hose over bros right yeah uh, um, and even though Peyton tells her it's okay like you've got to know like that's your best friend you should know like okay she's probably not okay with it yeah exactly it's kind of you need to you know avert your gaze elsewhere because there's you know someone I'm interested in someone I like very much uh we read Steinbeck together you know, we could live quite a happy, right. happy little boring life together. And you're kind of, you know, making it all nice and colourful. And that's just ridiculous. Why are you doing that, Brooke? Stop it. Um, so I think, yeah, it's it's a little bit, it's a little bit much. She could have. I just think nobody ever points that out. Like everyone's always mad at Lucas and Peyton, which obviously what they did wasn't right. But like Brooke went after Lucas right after him and Peyton were together. Like, I don't know. I think what yeah. I'm most impressed yeah. with by the show is the fact that Brooke hasn't gone for Nathan at any point. She hasn't gone, okay, he's my yeah. kind of go-to target, captain of the basketball team. I'm the captain of the cheerleaders. You know, this is that that's who I should be with, you know. Um, whatever it was, it wasn't a prom, but the dance king and queen should be, you know, him and her. It, it hasn't panned out that way. And that's that's what I actually really like about it is that we're – we're not sort of conforming to your usual teen drama stereotypes. We've got to um, like a different level now 
and and there's different storylines and there's different versions and uh, attractions happen in different ways so it's it's good to see don't know if that answered your it's question <laughs> did I it know. answer your question <laughs> nobody knows um what was um, my question <laughs> Uh, it, oh, I, I did say it was a bit. It was, she did jump sort of onto the Lucas bandwagon. Yeah, very like quickly. you, you can see where I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah definitely. She should have just. That gone being Mel. said, though, Brooke is still my favorite character. Yeah, look, I'm I'm a big big fan of Brooke. I, I'd say there's episodes where I don't like her, but I think you mm-hmm. have that with everyone, don't you? You know, the the episode where she gets yeah. drunk and she's just bit of a dick the whole episode is is a bit hard hitting yeah um Mm -hmm. but actually for the rest of it i think she's fantastic this episode in particular Mm -hmm. she was brilliant yeah well let's talk about this episode so tammy our guest Mm -hmm. what who which character would you like to start with um let's start with right where the episode starts lucas Okay, tell us about Lucas. Socks in bed. <laughs> Eight thirty is early? Question mark. <laughs> I thought that. I was like, "What?" <laughs> he reacts like it's super early, like he's been really disturbed. But then, like, aren't you late for school as it is? What time does school <laughs> start there? I mean, to be fair, he's only just gone to bed, so. <laughs> yeah. from what wait what happened the episode before no they don't sleep do they no one in one tree hill sleeps oh yeah it's ridiculous <laughs> so he's only just got into bed and his just really badly arranged covers i didn't enjoy his sleep situation yeah and his and his um christmas wrapping paper wallpaper <laughs> i mean there's just so much i could say about his bedroom <laughs> he needs to decorate he does it, it looks like t- Karen took everything off his walls or something as punishment. I was going to say that, yeah. It looked like a lot had already been taken out. So I think that yeah. was part of like the storyline, that they'd, she'd already taken some stuff out. Mm-hmm. But this is all still in reaction to him not taking the HCM test. Tammy, do you have a, a perspective or an opinion, like, if... Should he should it be able should he be able to make his own choice whether he takes a test or not or what? Oh, I actually have that written on my notes too. Um, that wouldn't Lucas need Karen's consent to take or not take the test? Is he eighteen yet, or does that matter? Like, I don't know. Seems like is that his choice? Should it be his choice? I don't know. What do you think, Dom? Well, I think a big part of it is. It's not his choice, which is which is kind of what she's getting at. Is mm-hmm. you might I might not be able to physically drag you there and make you take the test, but actually you can't do anything without my permission. So I'm telling you, you need to go and have that test, or you cannot yeah. live your life basically until you're old enough to leave, um, and then you can do whatever you want. It's that's kind of the statement she's making. Hence, you know, all of this, all of the stuff coming out of your room, all the CDs gone all the computer stuff, it, the PlayStation, it's all taken away because I am in control here, um, which I thought was, was really good, really a very good sort of statement from Karen and making a good point. And uh, I think he should take the test. I think it, he should absolutely be um, honest about it and say, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm scared, but I'd, I'd rather know. 
Um, and because it doesn't just affect him, you know, mm. it affects his family and his friends. Yeah, well, too. even Dan, who's just like a completely heartless bastard, he he would care, wouldn't he? So, yeah. <laughs> so, where does Lucas uh, go from here? Um, he's talking with Anna by the river court and they're drinking coffee, which I don't think there's actually coffee in there because I've heard on other podcasts that like when they have those coffee cups, they're actually like microphones in the cups, but he keeps like taking fake drinks and like pretending to spill it and wiping his mouth. (laughs) I actually thought that was pretty good because I, I never, I never knew that about that the cups are empty. And Dom, you actually said it uh, either on this podcast or on the Mighty Nineties, and said that you know there's never anything in there, and it bothers you when you can tell like the weight of it and whatever. So now I'm conscious of that, and you've ruined that. Again. <laughs> so something else to add to the list something, of yeah, things you've to ruined add, for add me. To the list of all the shit I've put you through. <laughs> <laughs> but. I actually thought his Chad's acting was quite good there of like, you know, pretending to spill it just as they were walking and stuff. It like it actually looked quite natural. Um I quite liked that interaction. There was a lot of Lucas walking with people and talking, which reminded me of the pilot, you know, when he's like first walking with Haley and they're talking about what their porn star names would be and it's the pet names and blah blah blah. Um, and later on, Lucas is like walking with Keith and it's very similar. Um, but yeah, I really like Lucas and Anna as a friendship. How do you feel about them, Tammy? I definitely think they work better as friends than love interests. Yeah, it's kind of like Anna's only function now is to be Lucas's friend. Yeah, on... that's like the two times she's in this episode, I think, is just talking yeah. to Lucas. Is that what you think as well, Dom? Yeah, she's not a love interest at all. And actually, the conversations we had about her not having any chemistry with him, that, um, it kind of fits with the storyline now. Kind of fits that she's not comfortable with it. It was kind of, I want to use yeah. Lucas to almost like make me straight, um, which, you know, isn't isn't going to work. People aren't wired that way. Uh, and and it, that, that doesn't work. It's not a cure. You know, it's ridiculous. Um, and but she's young and she's kind of thinking that way and think actually if I try and get with this really attractive guy at school it, it, I might not have thoughts about girls anymore and so I kind of think now n- now in reflection that lack of chemistry is is part of that storyline in a weird way I've kind of, if, if you kind of put it together like that actually fits really well yeah, I agree. And I was thinking that, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners, and Tammy, maybe you were thinking it too, when Dom was saying these things uh, about their chemistry. I mean, I, I was saying it as well, but uh, you know, more from your perspective of you not knowing that that's going to happen next. It, Yeah, it does fit the narrative. So, yeah. So where does Lucas go to from here? Just, just very quickly on the point of Lucas and Anna is that they're both in a similar situation and that they know like they both care about each other and they they make that very clear um but i can't remember what she knows about lucas but lucas knows about her situation and it's kind of the only one they're the only ones that she knows can find so she knows that he likes brooke oh yeah that's right yeah and uh they can only confide in each other which is which is nice so that that's their kind of bond at the moment 
but then it does kind of take away from like Lucas and Haley together because that would normally be Haley who he's talking to about all these things. Don't get me started on Haley. We are not friends. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Keller Instinct. <laughs> 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 so, uh, how did we feel about uh, Lucas being like when Anna says talking about kissing Peyton, and then Lucas is like, "Hang on, I'm picturing it." Like, do we? I, I think these are quite sweet moments of it's the ultimate. It's like the ultimate non-judgment in a way or acceptance. Like he's kind of like making jokes with her, like he would with one of it with skills or with you know junk or fergie or something you know like how you would sort of banter with your friends and but she's you know talking about uh you know a same-sex relationship that to her this has all been such like drama of uh you know trying to make these life decisions and trying to define herself and this that and the other which obviously and putting this pressure on herself which she doesn't need to do but you know and he's making He's bringing some lightness to it in a positive way. I mean, how did you guys feel about it? Um, yeah, I think that he definitely like has that relationship with Anna that he can do that, you know, like where she knows that he's just like making light of it. I think it just depends like the way that it's delivered and like who you're saying it to. But yeah, I definitely think I felt the same way about it as you, that he was kind of like <clears throat> lightening the mood. Goes to show that he's one of the best characters, right, Dom? He's. Uh, I was thinking a bit more about what you said last week about him being the right person to talk to about your issues and your problems, and and that sort of continues in this episode, and that he can make it a bit more lighthearted at times when he's not being, you know, a a bit of a dick himself you know there there are moments where he's kind of very self-involved and does stupid things but um actually for the most part when someone's confiding in him or telling him something he he's pretty good with that and actually can either be supportive or funny with it uh, and he goes and does the same with nathan later on in the episode mm -hmm. on the river court as well um they have their little chat about yeah what the issues are and he kind of makes light of that situation as well and makes them feel better. There's another piece of the river court that just went onto eBay today, listeners. If people are interested, I looked at it to buy it for you, Dom. But uh, honestly, right, I know. roll. Right, <laughs> Simon, please. Like, I've got Tammy as a witness. You have a baby, okay? And these pieces of river court go for stupid amounts of money for whatever reason. But please, please. Please, I'm just going to say this a thousand times. Please do not buy me that. Save that money for your child. I don't need it. I've never been more convinced that you want this. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. what you're saying, right, Dom? That you want a piece of the river court? Yeah, definitely. You can kiss it. You can <laughs> feel it. You can rub it. <laughs> Stand it on it. I've I've done all of most of those things, of maybe all of them. I, I, do you know it's well documented? Um, and anyone that's ever seen our uh, the web the webcam, I've got all this lost stuff from the TV show behind me. 
my wife and I ended up uh, went to the beach that they filmed it on uh, when we were out there, and my one of my biggest regrets it was one of the best days amazing beach so on and so forth sea turtles everywhere it was empty as well there was no one on the beach it was amazing i was so happy i was just running around like <laughs> but anyway one of my biggest regrets is i wish i'd taken some of the sand like a little like you know a little glass thing to have some of the sand so when we go to wilmington i'm going to take little things like from the places you know like where the river court used to be i wanted to, i want like a bit of grass or something or when we go on the bridge i want a rock or something is this great tammy is this crazy or do you understand no i'm going this weekend that's a great idea sand from the beach where the beach house is yes mm-hmm. wait, so wait tammy are you going to wilmington this weekend yeah so i'm i have family in north carolina and so my sister is also like equally obsessed with One Tree Hill. <laughs> We've actually gone, we went to a convention, I think two years ago and met some of the cast and whatnot, but we didn't see all the places we want to see. And she has a one and a half year old now. And so we're like, we need to pass this love on to him. So we're going to take him with us and show him all the locations. In 2025, then maybe you could come and uh, join us at a convention to to celebrate. Definitely. I was hoping, I thought you'd never ask. (laughs) If you've got family there, we're going to have to stay somewhere. (laughs) I was actually thinking uh, sincerely that, um, (laughs) yeah, that we should be staying. No, that we... 25 of my friends, no big deal. (laughs) We'll sleep in the garden. This is what I was actually thinking, was that we should go, when we go out to Wilmington, this is an open invite to all all listeners, particularly patrons, maybe just patrons. <laughs> no, I'm joking. To all listeners, to say uh, we should all we should all go, like as a group, like as in you know, and, and mm-hmm. do Wilmington as a group. Yeah. Like we could, like, would it be crazy to? See, we should see if we could hire a beach house, like you know, like Dan's Airbnb. beach house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and have I a bet massive house. Okay, and then we could do a podcast episode live with yeah. everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone there. It would be so cool. <laughs> that would be so cool. And then we go to the convention. We go, you know, to the River Court. We could play a full game of basketball on where the River Court used to be. <laughs> Shirts versus skins. No, you took it too far. <laughs> <laughs> Way too far. <laughs> okay well that's real that's happening people we're doing it i'm excited people people from the uk people from canada people from obviously the us people from everywhere let's do this it'll be awesome Mm -hmm. so where does lucas go from here (laughs) he goes to see dan dan is shooting hoops in the driveway like a baller what a freaking baller seriously where we're all oh, right, so Lucas has gone to see Dan. Dan's hooping masterful. You can tell that he used to play, you know, pro or that, you know, he played at a high level. He's making it look easy. Great head of hair on him. And they have the back and forth and Dan tells Lucas that Keith had slept with Deb. It's like his go to line at the moment. Like he's loving manipulating <laughs> that. So good. What did you think of this, Tammy? Yeah, 
classic Dan right there just stirring the pot. I mean, I guess it kind of, because Lucas asks him, like, why are you screwing with Keith? You know, like, I know about Jules. And so I guess fair enough to Dan, like, that kind of justifies what he's doing. Well, maybe, maybe not, but that's why he said it. But still, I'm like, are you really telling a 16-year-old about this? Like, does he need to know that about his uncle who he just loves and adores, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, and then where does Lucas move on to from here? Is this where then he's with Nathan on the river court? Or is there something else before? No, that? first he goes to Keith and asks him about Deb. And Keith is honest with him, which I really appreciated. I mean, Keith's straight up like, yeah, I, I did. And it was a mistake and I was lonely. And Well, he was honest, but then he also wasn't because he said... Um... It's not something I'm proud of. And we all know for a fact that Keith is very proud of it because that was the day he lost B his card. <laughs> no, that was, it was, it was good moments. Um, and mm-hmm. Keith being solid as always. What did you yeah. make of it, Dom? Uh, Keith is, is always going to be that sort of stand up guy and, and just be honest about everything, isn't he? Well, at the moment he is. Um, and I can't mm-hmm. ever really see his character changing that much so um i i can't it's it's almost like an eclipse is that you shouldn't stare at it but you can't help but look at it you know in that it's all gonna come crumbling down at some point you know lucas knows dan is now pushing his luck uh with keith's situation and um it's just gonna be i just feel like it's just gonna be a horrible ending for him Uh, i really hope it isn't but he's yeah he's just honest and he will just be open with lucas because um it's the right thing to do there's one line that really bothered me about from keith though which is probably the worst line of the episode which was i know you wanted me to marry your mum." when he says it to lucas it really bothered me i was like who says that to to a teenager do you know what i mean it's just weird <laughs> Yeah, it just felt very out of place. Very out of place. I know you wanted me to marry your mum, but mum didn't want to marry you. You fucking weirdo. Just <laughs> chill out, Keith. All right. She fa- she family's own you. Remember exactly. It's like I know you want years. me to be your daddy. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I know, I know that I am your real daddy, but. <laughs> The problem was, Lucas, is I tried to put the ring on her hands and I saw the hands. <laughs> I saw her hands. <laughs> there's, there's one thing that's going to ruin uh, one of my theories is that um, this, this heart thing that's hereditary, although it potentially could have come from Keith, is that if Lucas, and I think Lucas will have it, um, does have it. So when Lucas finds out he's got it, is that it's kind of confirmed that Dan is his father. That's the thing that bothers no. bothers me the most. No, because what if it came from Royal? It's not a paternity test. That's true. What if thanks, Royal thanks for is me in Royal? Right. It could be in Royal's genes, and just it might have skipped over from Keith, uh, you know, to Lucas, but it still could be within Keith. You know, it's just not active. I don't know if that's the right medical term. I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but you, you guys know what I mean. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll stick with a theory then. 
I think it's you, you, two of your most popular theories that you've had from day one has been Haley and Lucas and Keith being Lucas's dad. It will be a sad day when those theories are, you know, no more. I just don't so. want science to get in the way. I don't want science to say that it's impossible for him to be his dad because I'm so sure of it. Even though I have also said that he lost his virginity to Deb about four episodes ago, but whatever. <laughs> well, so where does Lucas go from here? Is this now where he's with Nathan on the river court? Um, yeah, does that happen before he's talking, before Andy comes in his room? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it doesn't matter if it, if it is or yeah. isn't, I guess. I mean, so he's on... He's on the river court. He's wearing boots again with a hoodie mm-hmm. and jeans. and the Taking off his dad? The, co- <laughs> the color of the jean to the hoodie to the boot really doesn't work. Like What he needs to Not do is he needs to... Yeah, or he needs to differentiate it, Tammy, I think, because either the jean needs to be darker and then it needs to be a lighter hoodie, or the hoodie needs... There needs to be some sort of... Well, what he's got at the moment is kind of a, a grey blue like jean and it just doesn't work for me it doesn't work for me at all thoughts what? Tammy I'm looking directly at you I want to are know. you um I'm trying to picture what his outfit was the only outfit I noticed in this episode well I noticed um that he was wearing the Keith Scott body shop sweatshirt but that's in the scene in his bedroom when Keith comes in I didn't I'm not. I can't remember the one that he's wearing on the river court, so I don't know. Dumb. You've always got to go with darker colours for the for the bottom half and lighter for the top, right? Unless you're going all dark. Yeah, or, or unless or, it's or summer, light. and you're going to go over light denim. Yeah, because it's summer. Yeah. But what he's gone for is a fucking mess. <laughs> <laughs> you never don't don't put a boot on on the basketball court it's disrespect that is disrespect. disrespect but he's not there to play he's there to to just watch and have the conversation with nathan they're talking about uh you know i think oh lucas is asking is it okay to lie if it's gonna you know protect someone and uh Nathan saying, "Oh, like now you tell me because you know Nathan has has told Haley what's happened between him and Taylor. Um, these are nice brotherly moments. Still, I mean, Dom, you were saying that you feel like there needs to be a rift in the tide here because it's all going so smooth. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of conflict at some point, and it is. A, I think it's alluded to by Dan, where Dan kind of suggests that." Um, he'll keep his mouth shut if Lucas keeps his mouth shut about the Keefe situation, but he wants something in return. And I actually think it'll end up driving a wedge between him and Nathan. Because mm. Nathan will be very open and say, don't, don't do that. He like Dan's an idiot. He's just trying to manipulate you like the whole car situation that we had before when Dan first came out of hospital. I think we'll kind of, step back into that mode a little bit but dan has come back like full force like mega manipulative and he's starting to show his like previous colors um it's great having dan back though missed him over the last few episodes it's really nice having him back and and full like proper dan mode 
Yeah, he's in full and antagonistic slot, isn't he? And it's like we need that. We need that. Scheming. Doctor Evil. Yeah. Scheming. Yeah, exactly. Well, so Andy comes into Lucas's bedroom and uh you know He's wearing his him. boots in bed. Yeah, tell us about this scene, Tammy. Well, he's laying there <laughs> and he's trying to have a like put a blanket on, but it won't cover his whole six two body or however tall he is. And then Andy comes in and offers him a saltine. Like, really, is that gonna hold him over? Two crackers? <laughs> And then Andy's just trying to convince him to get the test and that his mom's just worried about him. And yeah, it, it's a nice moment. I think it's a well-acted scene. Like I think Kieran Hutchinson brings like a really natural vibe to all of the scenes that he's in. Like it feels conversational and yeah. as well. I think it's a good balance like between a fatherly and a friendly figure. Like he's not trying to act like his dad nor his best friend like he's got that good balance yeah for sure for sure and he tries to he says to him about getting the test and whatever but it's like you know oh i had to try and whatever mm-hmm. and it's like everyone's trying to get lucas to do the te- do this test over this episode mm-hmm. um do we then flip to keith coming in to, for lucas anyway keith coming into lucas's room yeah. and yep. then this is where is saying that Jules has been going on at Keith about getting the test and this is making Lucas think, oh, maybe she is in it because she actually is in love with Keith because why would she care otherwise? Mm-hmm. And it's sort of making him question that. And, uh, you know, it continues, it continues. And then is it he's with Anna by the river a little bit later and that's like what I think convinces him to go and get the test is that she says, well... What if it was the other way around? And what if it was your mum that needed to get this test? And it kind of, that kind of broke him, I think. So it was like Anna kind of did it in the end. See, I took it as Keith was the one who convinced him. Because I think that he takes, I think he takes Keith's advice more than anybody else. Like he really looks up to Keith and he wants to please Keith. That's what I took from it. What did? How did Anna convince him? What did she say? It, Karen, she Karen said, had got to her as well. <laughs> At one point, she says, "Oh, oh that. What if it was like in reverse? What if it was flipped around?" Yeah, yeah. and then she's like, "Oh, your mum's like got to me. <laughs> she's found me." But I, I thought it was Keith as well. I thought that Keith's suggestion of, "I'm, I'm getting the test because I, I love Jules." It's the way uh, mm-hmm. i haven't felt like this since your mom and i know you wanted me to be your dad but um yeah. uh, i think it's <laughs> i think it's important to get the test for loved ones and so they know i'm not telling you to to get the test he he just did, did a bit of like reverse psychology really didn't it? it's yeah like, exactly don't, don't get the test you, you know it's fine it's your uh-huh. choice I, i'm gonna get it but you don't have but to i'm gonna it. do it yeah, yeah. You, don't, you, yeah. Don't, you don't need to you, you don't need to get it mm-hmm. like, oh i want a mm-hmm. test <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> so yeah, that, that changed his mind, I think, for me. Mm-hmm. Right, and then they're walking uh, towards the hospital, so it's another walking shot with the dialogue, and uh, they're going to get the test, and Keith asks Lucas if he will be his best man. Oh, what a predicament, because obviously, of all of the information that Lucas knows about this stuff, 
mean, Tammy, how do you feel about that? Yeah, even despite all that, though, I thought it was really sweet. And it just shows, like, how much Keith really does care about Lucas. Um, but, yeah, I agree. It definitely puts Lucas in more of a tough position. Does he say um, yes? Yeah, he says yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Dom, do you? Ha- I think that that kind of wraps up Lucas, right? So, do, do you have a prediction for for Lucas going forward? Oh, except that he comes and tells Karen that he took the test at the end. Oh yeah, she's putting CDs oh, yeah. back that's in nice his room. <laughs> well, that's nice because she's already decided that she's going to let right. him do what he wants and whatever, mm-hmm. and then he'd done it. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds. Yeah, really. yeah. I thought it was but, a sweet moment between them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dom, predictions for Lucas? Um, he's uh, he's going to follow down the Dan path of I'll stay quiet because it looks it looks genuine. So at the moment, Jules looks fairly genuine with how uh, she's reacting to things and reacting to Keith. Um, so I will stick with Dan in terms of keeping that a secret and keeping it quiet because he wants Keith to be happy. That's the ultimate goal for, for him, I think, for Lucas, is that Keith should be happy and, and needs that. Um, so whatever way he can preserve that and, and save that is is kind of what he's going to do and aim for. Dom, what would you do if you were Lucas? <laughs> what a question. Um... I'd I'd probably tell Keith, but I'd, you'd have to do it the right way, wouldn't you? You'd have to say, "Look, I found something out." I, I have... But he's in love with Jules. You can ruin his whole yeah, life. But, but you can. You, you've got to give him all the facts, and this is the problem with these programs, and this is the problem with everything. Is that is that we'll go? I found something out about Jules. She knows Dan, and Dan has hired her to fall in love with you. Mm-hmm. And we'll end it there, and that's where it will end. That's where it will stop. There won't yeah. be a actually. While this is all happened, she's really fallen for you, and everything she right. said up to this point is because she really loves you. And actually, it's quite genuine. It's it's an, it it's exactly mirrored of Haley and Nathan. It's exactly their story, but with mm-hmm. you know grown ups just slightly further down the line. It's it's kind of not really any different, um, which I think Lucas alludes to anyway. Like in the episode, doesn't he? He said, "You only got with Haley to mess with me," and actually, look what that mm-hmm. turned into. And that's it's exactly the same thing. Uh, it's it's brothers winding each other up. So, I actually think it it from that it will hopefully turn into something nice. But it caused Keith a little bit of pain in the interim. But yeah, I would I would tell him. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> You're so insightful. <laughs> I love it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but I agree with you definitely. I. If I were him, I would say something. Good. What about you, Simon? Yeah. Hide the truth? Lie all day. Yeah. Lie all day. <laughs> I'd say, Keith, I bought you a new pair of Tims. Here's a new clip-on tie, and here's a Frosty. Have a great day. <laughs> Everything's fine in your life, and it will be fine. Just don't dig too deep. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. Simon Dan Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I've got his jacket. It's ru- is wearing off on me. It's rubbing off on me. <laughs> no, of course, yeah, I would tell him. But I would also buy him some Tims and a clip-on tie and a beer first, and be like, "Look, well, I'm going to tell you he's going to hurt, but then I'm going to give you these things, <laughs> and you're going to feel a little bit better." You know, uh, uh, 
yeah no it's rough it's it's a rough one that's a tough position for a kid to be in like lucas is you know in high school and he knows he knows all these things about these adults like when i was that age i know i didn't know all the drama was going on in my parents lives you know like as you shouldn't i feel like and he knows like about jewels and about keith sleeping with dad it's like that's heavy stuff does he need to go to therapy <laughs> <laughs> no, he just I think what he needs to do is just bottle it up all inside, suppress it deep down, as deep down as you can. And uh, you know In twenty five it years fine. it'll all come out. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but that's later down the line. That's not something yeah. to worry about now. <laughs> Have you never heard that sweeping problems under the rug is the best thing to do? Been doing that for years. <laughs> I'm okay. And I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we shaky every now and then. <laughs> That's normal. No, he. No, this is for certain. This is super heavy for him to have, and uh, yeah, it's it's a lot. This, yeah, it's it's really bad. But again, this is why I feel like you have to look at them as as young adults, like they're in their early twenties, rather than. I know that they're in school and everything, but. It, it doesn't feel like these are things that 16, yeah. 17 year olds are, are doing, you know? Mm-hmm. For me, but, the, uh, this. Even the, Sorry, go on. I was going to say, even then, that's heavy for someone in their early 20s. Still, mm-hmm. it's heavy for anyone. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah. But an honesty is definitely the best the best way forward. I was just joking before. <laughs> Sorry, go on, Dom. Uh, for me, this whole episode is about knowledge is power um, because that so many people know so many things about other people and it's how they use that so we would say that whitey yeah. knows everything but doesn't ever use it because he's he's the coach he's the the calm kind of supportive character lucas is kind of becoming the same thing so he knows all this information and he needs to process it the right way and give that information out the right way so that he doesn't one upset or hurt anyone and tries to keep everyone happy which you know is probably going to be his downfall um at some point Dan knowing what he knows means he can manipulate a situation. Um, even Taylor knowing what she knows um, about Haley's situation means she can manipulate a situation. And it's just uh, knowledge is power. So if you've got that knowledge, it just depends on the, the type of character you are and how you use that. You know whether you use it for or against people. And that's kind of literally what this whole episode kind of brought out for me, sort of thing. It was all. Simon will put something interesting in there. <laughs> make, make that sentence oh, that work good. a bit better. <laughs> that, that, that was good. That was good. Well, let's, uh, let's, who, where do you want to go to now, Tammy? All right, let's go to my favorite character, Brooke. And we can probably cover Felix and Marla. Well, we already talked about Marla, but. <laughs> well, so Brooke needs to get money for car insurance so she's gonna have to get a job right right so does she only have to pay car insurance one time was that my that was my question because <laughs> then she quits it the job because not... she already got the car insurance money well isn't that a repeat payment she must be making an annual payment but you oh, but yeah. i mean it must be very cheap insurance because mm-hmm. 15 dollars for the day's work <laughs> this was 2003 Right, yeah. So insurance is pennies, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. But uh 
So we were introduced to Carl from Carl's Crab Shack. So I hear this was an actual place, right? But it's different now. It's a different restaurant in Wilmington. Like I think this yeah. is an actual functioning restaurant, right? But it's uh, it's now something else. Have you have you been there? Not that I'm aware of. I've been to a couple restaurants there, so possibly, but it didn't look familiar. When we go on our our group trip, we'll make sure we, mm-hmm. we go there. We'll hire the place out. We'll get a banquet table. It'll be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll invite so Marlo many plans so many plans <laughs> these better come to fruition i hope you guys don't quit after like season five <laughs> i mean we we, we, can't we talked now. about it life's quite a just lot. gonna get so busy that you just can't do it anymore simon is no. the, like i said the no. most de- determined person i've ever known so if anyone can do it it's you it's him he won't let me mm-hmm. quit <laughs> Yeah, he won't let you. I might threaten it, but I'm too scared. He knows where you live. (laughs) Yes, he does. It's terrifying. (laughs) I'll just give you address to Magdalena and uh, Marie. There you go. It will be over. (laughs) Banging on the window. But you know, we're actually committed to. We can't. We couldn't. We couldn't stop even if we wanted to because we've made a commitment. We've our schedule is out until the end of season nine now, uh, and people are booked in. So, right. Like we we couldn't stop, and we wouldn't stop anyway. But it's mm-hmm. it is crazy how it used to. It was just the whole pretty much all of season one, apart from a couple episodes, was just me and Dom. Yeah. And now there won't be an episode with just me and Dom at all i don't think there's about wow. 40 left out of 187 obviously we've done like 30 so out of 150 there's about 40 left um which is only means it's only like five or six people would that be it would be over mm-hmm. and we've got we've got hall of fame patrons that haven't selected i know their i still have some to sign up for dom how do you feel mm. about that that you don't get simon to yourself anymore I feel a lot safer. Yeah. <laughs> you are safe. <laughs> I'm a bit bit more looked after. Uh, it's all right. I, I enjoy it. I like talking. It's it, One, I can see how nice it is for Simon because you've got someone who's a super mega fan of the show talking to another super mega fan of the show. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of, I, I can see how good that is for him because uh, you've just got my opinion <laughs> and that's someone who's yeah who's only watched that not episodes. worth much yeah exactly yeah no one no one gives a shit what i think um, <laughs> um so it's good to and it's nice to have you know the people that are supporting us come on and join us and tell us about themselves because that's that's the bit i enjoy the most is finding out about mm-hmm. you cool i it's my favorite part of the podcast uh i think it's amazing uh, i it's not something that we'd really planned it was never mm-hmm. really i thought a few people would do it mm-hmm. and it'd be like season one where we'd do a couple and then that would be it but mm-hmm. now that it's like i've never heard of another podcast doing this where it's no. like people and i think it's really cool like mm-hmm. i think it's for like all the reasons that dom said but it's also like we're it sounds really cliche but i mean it sincerely it's like we i i feel like we're friends now and um that's awesome and i feel like that's been happening with everyone that's been coming on and uh that's great yeah and we would never know each other existed without this podcast yeah and like even being across the world from each other like we can still do this it's so cool 
Yeah, for sure. And I'm also being sincere that we're going to do, you know, the the trip and everything. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I hope people actually do come. And yeah, but do we don't want to wish time away. Like that'll be the end of the podcast then. So. Well, we'll just go on to the next podcast, the next TV show. We'll do a poll on what show people want. Well, I no, I think that we should recreate Montreal Hill. Okay, just scene by scene. I'll be Deb. (laughs) Okay, I'll be Lucas. (laughs) Are we a bit old for that now? Don't don't we need to be Keith and Dan? I know, I was going to say, is this in the future? (laughs) Okay, okay. I'll be... Who okay, I'll choose for you, you choose for me, Dom. You go first. I'm picking who you're gonna be out of Keith and Dan. Yeah. Dan. Oh bloody hell. I'll take <laughs> it. I'll take it. But you be careful, okay? You know you wanted to be rewrite Dan history all along. Murder you. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta put your hand through a car window. Your own car window. Yes. <laughs> okay. Right, she needs this money. She's gone to Carl's Crab Shack, and uh, the guy's got a really husky voice. I really sort of recognised him. I looked, and Dom is from Star Trek Voyager. Is he? Yes. Did you it, didn't know that? Did he give you a character name or anything? Yeah, Trekky. What? Romulan. Klingon. He just. <laughs> saying scotty words that you know spock just move on Dom, i watched part of the first episode what did you think <laughs> it's mental <laughs> i have it? yet to finish it it's yeah it's nothing like nothing i've ever watched uh, i mean but... i'll tell you what watch you should watch those when um our, our podcast episodes are released but just jump, yeah jump straight to season three watch season three and you'll enjoy that oh really Dom. we Don, we should put the first. You should put the first far point on Patreon. You should just throw it on Patreon before it's released. No, oh, why not? Sure, it's ready to go. So you're not gonna cover it like one episode at a time. Uh, yeah, definitely. But so you, why should I start on season three? If you want to get ahead of the game, because season three is a great season. Mm. Just, just because I don't want okay. people to be frightened of it without hearing the podcast, yeah. they're gonna go. What the hell is this? I'm right, gonna watch I see this what you're saying. It's just like, it's just, it's okay. It's okay. It's a safe place. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Brooke. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> Tell us about Brooke, Dom. Go. Brooke. Take the reins. Needing a job. She needs money. Um, she can't rely on Felix because she doesn't want to. She goes to Carl's Crab Shack. She gets in this, um, she, she's kind of sold the idea of it being a PR job and she's really excited because her friends really love her. So she's going to be great at PR. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was quite funny as an amusing line, uh, and then we find out she's got to wear this this crab suit, and I, I actually thought it was brilliant. I thought it looked great because the camera sort of pans out, and she's in this silly little suit, and it's very funny. Um, and I would be more than happy to wear that suit or wear a version of and go around mm-hmm. advertising for Carl's Crab Shack. You would do it, no shame. Absolutely no shame, none at all. I don't if I any... could wear a mask, then I would like a face mask. I, I have <laughs> I have no shame at all. It's fine. <laughs> I'm more than happy to wear it. Um, what else? What else happens to her? She um, she has a really interesting episode actually because she wants to 
it's almost like as soon as the the whiff of we deserve better than this and we should be have more rights and we should get a break and we should get paid more i was thinking god she's going to unionize these crabs and then it all became a like a, a bit of a joke between them and she's like actually not i don't want it to be a union but more of like a, a sorority and um what was a bit strange is that all the crabs were women there weren't any men crabs yeah i found that quite interesting Anyone else find that interesting? Hmm. I didn't even really notice that. No, I didn't notice that either. But I, yes, I noticed now that you're saying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But maybe that was just to play into more of the storyline of it, sort of like female the men empowerment. Yeah. Yeah, and like against the man, like, you know, double entendre, so to speak. So, yeah. And I like that she does like the picket signs and, mm-hmm. you know, and but she actually only negotiates for like a little bit more like money. Yeah. It still was like tiny amount of money. But, and, uh, a dollar helped. an hour more is actually, is actually pretty good. A good you, raise. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to go out and do four hours, you know, for example, it's an extra four dollars. It's not, it's not, you know, going to break his bank. It's not going to make them loads and loads of money, but it's, it's enough, isn't it? Yeah, it's a gesture. Yeah. And and Felix was good in this episode again. Like we say, he has small redeeming qualities, but they do not outweigh his douchery, <laughs> which is much higher but small. Still, we have to give you know them light. And he helps her, and he says he's not doing it for sex. He's doing it because it, his she is his girlfriend, and he wants to help. And they can stay up all night and this that and the other so that these these were nice moments and he was helpful and in the end she quits the job uh because you know she doesn't want to work so it's kind of like okay you've learned these good things you've done a good thing for these people but have you learned anything because right. then you've decided that actually no point working well she decides to sort of she she says she's going to work the two weeks notice so she she's going to do her notice and leave which I think, you know, is fairly honourable because she could have just left. Um, and then as she's walking down the school kind of hallway with Felix, she sees the sign for, is it like class president? Class or president. And then goes and writes her name in like massive letters. Uh, I think on the watch along, I said, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she went and scribbled out all the other people's names. That would have been quite a funny thing to do. But yeah, it's good that she wrote, wrote her name in massive letters and, she seems um, like she's becoming more determined and she's got a bit of her mojo yeah, back. Yeah, she's inspired yeah, and definitely. empowered. Yeah, absolutely. So that was really good. Uh, who should we go to now? Should we go over to the big one, to Nathan, yeah. Haley, Taylor, Keller Instinct? <laughs> Tell us about it, Tammy. So let's see, where do we start? Um So Nathan, Haley, and Taylor are all in the kitchen. And then, well, no, Taylor and Haley are there first. And Taylor sees the tattoo, I think. Is that the first? Oh, yeah. Which, as we know from Eminem, white trash party, Mm -hmm. tramp stamps. A couple of tramp stamps there. Yeah, they're comparing tramp stamps. Who's (laughs) is better? Who's is lower down on their back? Who's is henna? Mm -hmm. By the way, there's... A lot of chairs and lit candles in that apartment. The amount of candles that Safety Taylor hazard. Was oh, my goodness. Outrageous. Makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and then Nathan walks in and they're talking about like, oh, he says, whoever my first 
was wasn't nearly as important as my last because Taylor's kind of trying to taunt him in front of Haley to the point where yeah he did but to the point where he's like okay I just have to come clean so that Rachel can stop I mean Taylor can stop messing with me yeah and and that's I mean, it takes a little bit more before he gets there yeah. because there's a bit where Taylor's just like going through Haley's uh, closet and going mm-hmm. through all of her clothes. And it's in these moments where I really, really, really wanted Nathan to put Taylor in a headlock <laughs> and give her just like the big noogie through the hair, a Chinese burn on the arm and just kick her out. <laughs> But I mean, obviously, I'm not advocating for violence at all, but she's so frustrating. So frustrating in these moments. Dom, do you hate Taylor yet? Uh, I actually don't. I think I thought in this episode, uh, as annoying as she can be, she's not the most annoying character. I, I still haven't quite got over the throwing the bottle and <laughs> you're such a jock. <laughs> like, that, was, that, was, <laughs> that was a bit unnecessary, but actually. Um, I thought in this one, right at the end of her episode, anyway, she was actually had uh, quite a good redeeming quality. Um, yeah, that's true. So she yeah, redeems true. herself. Yeah, definitely, and it kind of makes you makes you like her a little bit more. So she's she's really mm-hmm. annoying, and she's trying to mess with everyone, and it's a bit frustrating. <clears throat> but I, I kind of think that her testing of Nathan is really good because it it makes me like Nathan more and like Haley less. I'm wondering if Taylor is the middle child and that's why she acts that way because she got the least attention growing up. <laughs> Just that's, completely yeah, ignored. That sounds Speaking plausible. as the baby of the family who got all the attention, I can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I would take 10 Chris Kellers over one Taylor. No. Wow. No chance. I would. I would How many take... Felixes? Oh, oh zero. God. Maybe t- one point two. I, I, I just really. Take... I prefer <sighs> Felix over Taylor. Uh no, I I retract that because. What do I you not like him. about Taylor besides the obvious that like what she's doing to Nathan? Well, I'm it? just remembering that Felix has his horrible like homophobia and all of that stuff. So I take that out, but the, I'll take him out. But mm-hmm. with um Taylor, what I don't like is she's just trying to be annoying she's like yeah. that sibling and that person that's just trying to stir like it it's up. so unnecessary yeah like at least with felix is you know causing issues he's doing it because he's cocky and he's doing it because he's a douche and whatever and whatever um but i don't think he's particularly going out of his way to do it like when he entered dom and i were saying well dom was saying that it's like it's not like he has anything against Lucas. This is before Lucas with with Anna or against Nathan. It's just this is how we treat anyone. It's all just whatever. And where it feels like Taylor's doing it like personally, specifically, just trying to annoy her sister and annoy. And it's just just get out, get out. <laughs> like when when my favorite one of my favorite parts is when Haley just grabs her by the ear. Yes, uh, it's just like yes, that's classic sisters right there. I've done that a time or two to my sister. <laughs> You've grabbed. You just want to pull their hair out. I thought she pulled her hair. But from or hair, anything. From, yeah. from the other perspective, though, I think Taylor knows that she's a screw up, 
and and like things aren't going quite right in her life and haven't ever really and Haley's the golden child and Mm -hmm. because she's always been cautious and careful and would lecture her about her tattoo and so on and so forth and she can and now Haley is becoming a bit a little bit more rebellious and a bit more open and free and and suggestive shall we say and Mm -hmm. actually we're working out that Haley isn't is the right word infallible she's you know she's she's making a lot of mistakes and it's uh, it's been picked up by a lot of other people and taylor is just highlighting the fact that um she's not too dissimilar she's actually you know Mm -hmm. although she might be intelligent and really clever and stuff like that and has always played the um i'm the, the sensible girl role Actually, that's that's all changing. It uh, Taylor makes you like Nathan more than Haley. That's that's her plot device here. Taylor's there to to test Nathan, and we're all going, "Oh, is he going to cheat? Is he going to cheat?" And he doesn't because he's like, "You are my first. She's my last." Exactly that line, and that is it, and that's how it's going to stay. But Haley's the one that says, um, "Oh, you know." Eventually, she says, "The past is the past," because she finds out. Um, from Nathan, he does the right thing, goes and tells her and says, look, I don't want it to become a thing. This is what I've come to tell you. She stops talking to him for a couple of days because that's what happens. And then all of a sudden it's, uh, okay, Taylor now knows about Chris and that I've kissed Chris because she sees it on the instant messaging on the laptop. Um, so Haley says the line, well, what happened in the past is it is in the past. We can forget that now. Because she's she's basically saying the issue that I had with Chris and what I've done with Chris isn't, it, it doesn't matter it's not important what's important is now because she's not admitting it she's not telling the truth so actually a taylor as a, as a plot device makes you like nathan so much more than Haley. i can breathe again yeah <laughs> <laughs> well we also it's great points we also um hayley is on the phone to nathan while emailing chris and initiating a conversation. It's yeah, that felt dirty. Res- really I was like, <laughs> <laughs> watching that. Come on, slimy. Yeah, <laughs> bottom of Lucas's sandal after a walk on a hot day. It's dirty, <laughs> sweaty. It, yes. it felt. It was like um, it wasn't even like she was responding to a message. She was initiating mm-hmm. a, a new conversation here. Yeah um she was and wasn't that before chris ims her so like maybe chris was chris responding to her kind of when he im'd her yeah maybe yeah yeah it's just like and and she says he says oh you know what you up to and she says oh i'm just thinking about you Mm -hmm. click send oh did you catch their usernames was it no what was the username hella Helen Keller. Oh, Helen Keller, or something like that. And then Tudor Girl. Yeah. (laughs) That's good. So classic. That's good. Did you guys have, Uh, like, what did you have growing up? Did you have, like, AIM or MSN? MSN, all the way. I had MSN. MSN MSN Messenger? What's MSN? (laughs) Some people, the real ones will know. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Like, how did uh, you chat with each other when you were teenagers? Or were you, are you too, too old? You didn't even have technology back then. <laughs> we used to have uh, we... Nokia 3210s. And there was, yeah. there used to be a chat function on, oh. there, on there. 
and we used to do that but uh one thing we realized quite quickly is that it charged you every time you sent a mm-hmm. chat message it's like sending a text pretty much like it was basically just yeah. a continuous sms so it, it cost mm-hmm. us quite a bit of money so i think we decided to to not do that after a little while which is quite funny <laughs> yeah but we used to do landlines like uh you would have each other's phone numbers memorized oh yeah Mm -hmm. oh yeah i I remember so um dom used to go to go to spain for like a month every summer am i am i okay to say that dom sure yeah okay used to go to uh for like a month every summer to like see family and and whatever and i remember this is like when we were like little kids and it would ruin my summer because it's oh, like, yeah. well, you've gone for four weeks. You only get six weeks off, oh. you bastard. You're giving me two weeks. And to he was like... your only friend? Well, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying to start a podcast then in 1994 or something. And I was like, no one knew what a podcast was. And I was like, oh. <laughs> head of the game. No, what? Well, I, I used to call the land his landline like mm-hmm. every day from my landline and it would just ring out ring out and then one day eventually at the end of like the four weeks like his mum would answer and i'd be like oh hello <laughs> there, please. you can gonna... call all every day until he got home <laughs> yeah it's basically how i got paul johansson on the podcast <laughs> but yes that yeah, is call a every day to your character the only reason we're still friends <laughs> that's so sweet though dumb oh it's very lovely isn't it isn't he lovely yeah his lovely little face i mean to have lovely. a friend like that is special when when dominic would, if dom would be over at my house or i'd be over at his dominic. house like for the day sorry dom we would uh we would like plot in the last like 10 minutes like if like we're gonna get picked up or whatever to like ask our you know, whoever's house it was, we're going to ask the parent if that day could turn into a sleepover. Oh so yeah, we could get extra, and then we would plot. And sometimes it would work, and if it would work, we would always try and stay up all night, and we'd end up trying to melt things under a lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Such good times. Aww. Good times. Well, um, what did you use to use? You used to use MSN. Yeah, and then it was MySpace and then Facebook. So, but we did have landlines like when I was like young, young. We, or honestly, we didn't even call each other. We would just go knock on each other's doors because I was just friends with the whole neighborhood. Yeah. The good old days good when time. kids would play outside. Yeah. I mean, it was safe. Mm-hmm. You like Taylor. Tammy, right. you feel okay about Taylor? Yeah. I feel like she's okay. I think she serves a purpose and I think she's. She is who she is, you know. I think that she's probably been put in the um, in the shadow of Haley her whole life, and she might hold some resentment for that. She's she's clearly yeah, I... used to getting what she wants out of people, and she's not getting it from Nathan. And I think that yeah makes him more in- making endearing. her mad. I liked the thing about the tattoo, about it being like, you know, scorpions in a fire that stings itself to death. And I liked how Haley was like, well, that's just a myth. And then she had a good comeback of saying, mm-hmm. well, not in my life. Right. And I quite like that because I've said this on the podcast before. It really frustrates me when people correct someone when it's not necessary. Yes. Like she didn't like by telling. You didn't Taylor have to that, say that, Haley. 
no no point what mm-hmm. it doesn't benefit anyone right. if anything it just makes actually, her feel garbage about her tattoo yeah like the like, oscar from the office hey. actually <laughs> you're <laughs> wrong data <laughs> yeah. in star trek <laughs> oh yeah we'll find out about that soon tammy uh <laughs> But yeah, no, that 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 bit did. I'm like, I say she's all right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. She's better than Felix. I, I give. I give that. She's not offensive, but Felix is offensive. Um, but I well, still Felix is Chris like Kelly. down here. I don't know if there's anyone below him. No, I at agree. this point, you know. Apart from Gabe, do you remember Gabe? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Rapey Gabe. Fresh pack. Fresh packet Gabe piece of shit <laughs> amen so okay nathan do we need to say anything else about nathan i think we've kind of covered all of his points haven't we pretty much yeah we've covered him Haley, um she's unsure what to do she says at the end she doesn't know what to do she's talking to taylor she's she admits that she's jealous of what chris has and then being able to freedom to go after his dream but the kiss sort of made it confusing um and then taylor but she loves nathan and then taylor is on the computer again this computer that's had nathan's porn on it this computer has been through this computer would be a great prop to have yeah but um wipe it down first i was gonna say yeah you need to check that with a black light (laughs) but, but then chris uh, instant messages and Taylor imitating Haley shuts it off and says, "You need to stop talking to me. I love Nathan." So this was a good redeeming moment. Yeah, uh, I think um, the the more this storyline develops, the more it's going to explode. So I think at some point, whether it's going to make tensions between so Taylor and. Haley getting on might not last because sisters probably don't get on for that long anyway if they if they're living in close quarters um at mm-hmm. those ages so uh, I actually think at some point she'll either let slip to Nathan Taylor I mean that Chris has been messaging um intentionally or not I'm not sure uh and she or she it might go the other way where she lets slip to Haley that she sent him a message and said don't talk to me anymore go away and Haley will kick off going, why did you do that? Why did you do that? Nathan will overhear and it'll all become a a drama in itself. Okay, we shall see. Shall we go over to the Dan, Deb? We can probably throw Keith and Jules in mm-hmm. there as well. The grown-ups. My favourite scene of the episode is with them. Tell us about it, Tammy. How does it all come together? So... Dan has this great idea to pull out the Betty Crocker cookbook and uh, <laughs> Beach, chunky. do some cooking <laughs> for Keith and Jules, the newly in love couple. He just wants to see his brother happy. He wants he wants Jules to know she's welcome in his house. And so <laughs> it, he let he let slip. I, I don't know if it was this episode or the previous one that keeps on a six figure salary here. Did he say oh, that? Bucks. Yeah, yeah. Company car, Ooh. six figure salary. Wow. 
And all I ain't saying she a gold digger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, uh, she doesn't want to go, Jules. She's kind of like tricked into it. Not really, not on purpose, but Keith's like, are we, you know, we're good for tomorrow night? And she's like, definitely. And he's like, great. My brother Dan just, you know, invited us over. They go over and, uh, oh, well, firstly, Jules is asking Dan about it. And he says, consider it overtime. And, uh, but yeah, it's this whole plot to, you know, make this awkward scenario and then there they are having dinner, and then Dan just has some of the most outrageous lines. <laughs> I loved it. Tell us about it, Dom. Uh, just he starts forcing the issue, doesn't he? Um, like, how did you get together? Do you know? He basically says, "Do you know my brother slept with my wife? When am I going to get to sleep with you?" It was just yeah. like, wow, that just came. I, I was not expecting that at all, and he was just so forward. And it's Deb that actually turns around and is like, put it away, Dan. <laughs> what a line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my favourite lines was um, Dan saying, so Keith, you're dating a bartender, a bartender. Dream come true, huh, Boozy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, literally just about to say that line. I've written it down. Me well. too. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favourite line of the episode. Love that. Or when he, he says to, to Deb, when he says to Deb, you and Karen both slept with me and you still figured out a way to be friends. <laughs> I know, but she doesn't react to it. She's like, yeah, but I know, it's, she's... A, it's a bit different. Maybe we don't want to scare her. I was like, How, why are you not reacting to that? Like... <laughs> yeah. She's just immune to him now. She's so immune to his crazy. Yeah. Oh, After like... 20 years of marriage, you can't yeah. even shock her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she's seen some shit. Yeah. great and then there's a part where Jules and Dan go off into like a separate room and Jules is looking at all of yeah what are Keith uh, and Dan's Deb doing during that time round two on the what? on the shag rug <laughs> little shag on the rug shag on the Put shag the fire on Deb yeah shag on the shag well yeah that is a good point who knows maybe washing up doing the dishes I'm gonna say <laughs> what I loved is uh keith's total awkwardness about the whole situation because uh jules says oh deb this this meal is fantastic and i'm not just saying that because you're my boss and she's like oh well dan made it and then she's like <laughs> like choking on it and yeah. then keith's like uh like after all these lines have come out he's like looking around he's like oh De- uh, De- De- deb this uh, uh table setting is fantastic it's just like what the fuck <laughs> like pick something better to talk about he has absolutely no idea where to go with the situation it's brilliant <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like nice. the the scene with Royal from season one. Did you did someone already say that? I think on the live watch that it reminds them of that same scene, kind of like the awkwardness at the dinner table. Yeah, that's one of my favorite episodes from season one. Love that episode. And then that was that dead body adventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> dead body adventure. Oh, <laughs> uh, that should. Tahani, that should be a t-shirt as well. Yeah. <laughs> that was like one of the adventure. first... That reminds me of like when I first started listening. I was like, thought you guys were crazy, but now I don't. <laughs> <laughs> now you know it. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of, that was what I 
I don't listen back to them, but that was one of my favourite ones because I remember something like we were doing impressions of the guy at the bridge that had yeah. too much information. <laughs> yes. he, was, he was like, just go down there. There's a vending machine. Ask Around for the Tina. Corner. She'll give you a good rate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> well, so what else? What else happens? Oh, right. So Jules is looking at Dan's trophies and they're all first place in one second. Mm-hmm. And he basically uses that one as some sort of threat by like saying well that's because they switched the offense halfway and this reminds me of so dan is totally that character that's like yeah if coach wouldn't have benched me we would have went state champion blah blah blah. and it's like uh rico from napoleon dynamite have you seen that movie (laughs) (laughs) i just watched that like a week ago and i was like oh this is totally dan scott just living in the past can't move on yeah totally but but he then basically is saying well you know you're not just going to ride off into the sunset this isn't for you know it'd be different if it this was forever you know which is kind of like seeding the fact that you know if this was like a marriage or whatever which you know get to the end and you know proposal there it is um the ring is on what do we? What did we he think? Put a ring on it. What did you think, Dom? Did you see that coming? Uh, I I sort of alluded to it in the episode when we did the watch along, but I didn't see it coming. Oh yeah, to, you went like this. It. I was going like pointing at the yeah. the ring finger. I saw that. Um, but I wasn't sure if anyone was paying any attention to what I was doing. <laughs> I was. We we're all watching you the whole time. Don't worry. <laughs> it's like the episode. We're watching you. Oh god. <laughs> perfect um it was it yeah it's only in in episodes that i um i I could see that coming but it was it was a surprise Mm -hmm. i was very shocked and uh, and that rock though no what you can tell he's making six fix he's gonna throw that on the credit card we've you know he's not quite been paid enough yet but he's that money's coming to him (laughs) we're gonna his payments for sure down the line yeah. I'm, surprised, I'm really surprised Credit's there wasn't a Mastercard advert in this. Like, how did you pay for that, Keith? I got it on my hey, Mastercard. It's, it's three years' salary, right? <laughs> <laughs> Another good office reference. Excellent. Appreciate that. Excellent. What well, um, is this a good? This would be a good moment to say, Tammy. Would would you? And this, you know, take from from my, you know, expression. Yes, wink, wink. Would you say that people should get involved in the live Zoom watches? Absolutely. Do it. Excellent. Do it. Do it. That's sponsored by Nike. We're sponsored by Nike now. <laughs> uh, Just do it. <laughs> is uh, have we missed some characters, or is that everyone? Deb, um, Deb, Karen, and Andy. Karen's like barely in it. Candy. We can just yeah. Andy's getting his floors done, so he's staying for a week. Yeah, Karen just I'm mad at so rich. I have wooden floors that need treating. You'd think he would just like just be in a hotel or something, like have the penthouse or something. Just wants got fifty mil. Yeah, he's a house. millionaire, right? Just, just sleep to... in the backyard in a camper. Wants a, a, wants a free PlayStation and some pants from the garage. <laughs> so he's after. 
We we call pants underwear. <laughs> underwear is pants to us, just FYI. Oh, really? Yeah, so pants to you is trousers. Pants to us is like boxer shorts, but why fronts? Wait, <laughs> sorry, I'm so confused now. You, you call pants underwear, so like I'm going to put on a pair of underwear to go to work? No, 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 no other no, way no, around. around. So we call, we call pants trousers. Pants trousers and oh. underwear pants. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm saying it because Dom's joke was funnier than you but might God, have thought. Yeah, it what, was... should we do? Should I do it doesn't always translate. <laughs> I love I I love you guys' like, British slang, though. Isn't like, anytime it? you say... Yeah, I love it. He's more, he does more of the British yeah, stuff. Yeah, he does. He does more of the... Like, I don't say like mate and things mm-hmm. like that oh, there's my. more his more <laughs> there's a lot us two couple of preps <laughs> even stuff you say though you say like job done instead of like job well done you say job done or you got you guys will say like you said something like if you came to mine like people say that instead of if you came to my house you just say come to mine mm, <laughs> who who sounds more british to you um us too. you both i don't know you both do i guess like dom does probably say more british terminology but you both definitely have the accent and just being like an english like i love language in general so i really enjoy like hearing your isms do you think i have dom, an accent definitely yeah i was thinking you sounded you had you, like you sounded a bit canadian, canadian yeah or... i know that's the Minnesota, the Midwest, like Minnesota, and then I'm actually from Michigan, but those two states definitely sound a little bit Canadian. Like, yeah, eh? We're gonna go, we're gonna go sledding in the woods, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds a bit like uh, making a murderer. Yeah, well, yeah, he's from Wisconsin, which is not far. Yeah, from where I'm from. But okay, right. So we wrapped up. So that's all of our characters. So before we go into our judgments, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, want to get involved and support the podcast, then you can check us out on our website, ravenshoops.net. Why, Tammy? Because basketballs go through. Oops. But they also go through. Nets. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Ravenshoops.net. And uh, yeah, check it out. Get involved in the live watches. We're really humbled uh by how many people have been joining um actually tammy dom isn't here he's had to step out yeah but we have had some patreon members join so can you take his place and can you welcome them to being a raven i can do that probably not as well but i'll try can you do a dot an impression of dom yes Okay, well, what's funny is the first person on my list is coming in at Hall of Fame. We have Tammy. Tammy, you've just become a raven. (laughs) That's really good. Thanks. Okay, coming in also, all of these are at Hall of Fame. Awesome. So thank you very much to everybody. We really appreciate (laughs) it. Crystal. Crystal, you've just become a raven. Daniel. (laughs) Daniel, you've just become a raven. Katie. 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 Katie, I'm over here. 
You've just become a raven. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. Uh, Alicia with an E. Alicia, you've just become a raven. And last but not least, Seb. Seb, you've just become a raven. Welcome. I feel like I got more Australian as it went on. <laughs> I think what you've just proved is that we don't, don't need, need Dom. Dom. Nope. We don't need he's him. He's out. If he's, ever, if he's ever sick or whatever. I can be the sub. I'm just... Excellent. Okay. <laughs> you did it. So I'm over here. I'm over here. <laughs> no, That's right? So he... That's so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> so let's go into our judgments. So mm-hmm. Tammy, who was your favorite performer of this episode? Um... I think my favorite performer was probably, honestly, Sophia Bush. I think she kills it every time, but I think she did a good job of rallying the other women in the episode. And she she kind of had her own storyline, but she really um, took charge of it. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good choice. I, I I agree, actually. And I think it's nice to see you can see where she's going to lead to. Right. You can... It's setting up for the future. Yeah. And if we're talking about her performances, it's like you can see the the variety that she can deliver. Uh-huh. And then also hearing what Abby was saying about how she is on set and everything, that, that was really cool yeah. and sort of adds in as well. Yeah. So I agree with you. What about your favorite character? Um... My favorite character. You can double up. <laughs> Brooke still, it's okay. Honestly, I got to go with Dan Scott. He's just such a master manipulator. I mean, hands down, the best villain on TV. And he didn't disappoint. I mean, just with his line about Jules being a bartender and keep loving that. Like, I was laughing so hard. I almost cried on the live watch at that part. <clears throat> yeah, I got to give it to Dan. Yeah, that's great. Um, I'm going to give it to Keith because I think he, he did well to help inspire Lucas to, yeah. uh, you know, get his get his test. He was really happy to, to like sort of to go to Dan's house or Dan and Deb's house with mm-hmm. Jules. Like he was like proud. Yeah. He was like, it's like he'd made it. Right. You know, he's at the top um, of the world right now. Yeah, and it's so sweet because, like, mm-hmm. he deserves it, but obviously we know that it's right. sour. Um, Who was your the performer? Moment... Oh, did I not say? I said I said uh, Sophia. Oh, Bush. you agreed. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I doubled up with you. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about your favorite line of the episode? Um. Yeah, so it's the one. So Keith, you're dating a bartender. It's like a dream can come true for you, huh, Boozy? Yeah, this was mine as well. I actually wrote it down. Uh, I never write anything down, but yeah. I wanted to get it right. But yeah, I I agree. It's a great line. Just... Anything where it has boozy in it is <laughs> automatically up there. <laughs> yes, definitely. And favorite song? Um, I actually had to think about this because I watched it two times and then realized I wasn't even paying attention to the music. So I watched it a third time and... Still, the only song that really stood out to me was the one, like, Chris Keller's recording. 
which mm-hmm. I think that might actually be like a Tyler Hilton song, but I do really enjoy Tyler Hilton, his voice. So I'll go with that one. Yeah, I actually have that song on my uh, on my phone. I can't remember what it's called. but Was it the yeah, one, Just albums... So You Know, or maybe not? I can't remember. It's, yeah, take, it's like, take what you want to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was that one. Okay. It's really good. Yeah, he's got a really, he's got kind of like a gruff kind of voice to it, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I'll take that as well. Uh, what about background? Your favorite background performer, one line or less? Yeah, so it's the little boy who comes up and like pokes Brooke. <laughs> you that there's that yes, that's great. That's annoying because that's also who I picked. Oh. <laughs> Well, to I be fair, it... there wasn't that many options. Yeah, I I wanted it to be. There was one of the other crab said something Who said about something getting a about rash getting or a something. Rash. Yeah, but she had a second line, mm-hmm. so yeah, couldn't be. So yeah, so the kid that like poked and whatever, <laughs> you could tell that that was blatantly a kid that was like someone you know the director's son or something yeah. it was just like yeah just go in and poke her was um, would that be little yeah. little simon would that be something you would have done <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> except i don't think i've told this on the podcast i've told it on the mighty 90s but uh my wife and i went to do an audition once to be extras in a movie that they filmed here oh. in the town that we live in uh-huh. it's um do you know do you know who simon pegg is no he's, uh have you seen the mission impossible movies no tom cruise okay he's he's famous um he's british um i think he's a douchebag but he's <laughs> kind of famous and people people like him is in the mission impossible movies yeah. anyway they had this he does comedies and they filmed it here and um it's like a zombie movie and all you have to do is walk in a straight line to be an extra that's all you had to do mm-hmm. and they were watching people in lines walk across the room and uh my wife got in but i didn't because i couldn't walk straight so <laughs> <laughs> oh no seriously and i was I was the one that wanted to do it because no I wanted to like be on a set and whatever. <laughs> and she ended up doing it. Oh, um, no, I hope you never have and... to get pulled over for a field sobriety test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, I promise you, I just can't walk straight. <laughs> but uh... it's like Zoolander can't turn left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Okay, well then, last but not least is the precious, precious rating. So, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? Yeah, and it stayed the same. Okay, stayed the same uh, as as did I, and I know, and uh, I know what Dom's is as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, and Dom's is the same as mine. So, I will say mine on free. You say yours on free, and then we will know that that is everyone's okay okay ready yep <coughs> one two three seven. seven i think it's a pretty easy seven mm-hmm. <coughs> sorry <coughs> uh what's what was your reason for a seven um i mean there were some good parts and i just don't think it's like an episode that i would 
necessarily like I don't really remember it until it comes on and I'm like oh yeah this episode there's nothing like super memorable memorable about it um but you know it does move the plot along a little bit like with Lucas getting the test and Keith proposing to Jules um and there are some funny parts like the dinner at Dan's definitely gives it at least a couple of points because it's really funny but yeah just not my favorite episode but enjoy it the main yeah the main things i remember about it is the crab stuff yeah Um, yeah it's like okay and the unionizing and Mm -hmm. uh and and like like i said earlier i recognized uh abby marla Mm -hmm. and it feels like i feel like i recognize her from somewhere but it is just from this like i recognize her from this and so she's she I only had a few lines, mm-hmm. but was really memorable. Mm-hmm. So she yeah. did, did a great job. She did. So and it was awesome to to speak with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so before we go, well, let's see if you can finish off all of Dom's parts. So if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please rate, review, subscribe. People can hit us up on social media, Tammy. At Ravens Podcast. And what should people do while they're there? Like the pictures, message Simon and bother him about how much Lucas sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. The accent is just getting worse. I can't do it anymore. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Well, well, before we get out of here, we have to do Ravens on free. Mm -hmm. We usually pick an accent to do it in, but I guess we're just going to have to do it in Dom's accent. Yeah, definitely. It makes perfect sense. If I could get into my sort of Dom flow. Well, just think of him saying Karen. Yeah. Karen. <laughs> and then he would say, yeah, mate. And I'll punch him in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Here we go, mate. Down there, down the irons. Yeah. Go on, West Ham. Go on, West Ham. I'll punch him in the throat. Punch him in the throat. Ready? Ravens on three. One, two, three. Ravens! Ravens.